Here we go, episode 94, Jeffrey Strenning, a.k.a. Hefe, F-A, a.k.a. True Loudy, who has his own show, The True Loudy Show. You should check it out. You'll see this episode and many others. And Jeff uh, Hefe is what I know him by the most, actually, and I go pretty far back. He's a parkour um rep <laughs> out of chicago and came to live in denver for a while and we did a lot of fun training and hanging out and we hadn't caught up in a long time years actually you know he moved back to the midwest and then you know things grow up and all that crap just go in different directions but also having some parallel directions which we talk about in this episode it was really good to to hear from him and see how things are going and what is taking shape and you know how we've dealt with some similar struggles and also we go off on some like crazy ideas about how we think the future is going to go and just really fun episode so thanks jeff for coming on the show and thank you guys for listening let's get it all right let's get this fuckers let's get this fucker started dude right. i'm gonna hit uh begin record oh man all right, so we're here. We've begun. We've begun. Here we are, dude. Reconnecting. How many? <laughs> how many? Yeah. How many years removed is this? I have no idea, man. I was like, man, when was the last? When did you? When did you move out of Denver? That's probably around that time, at least. But even then, I probably... uh, uh two years. Two years? Oh, it's got to. It has to have been longer than that, though. Yeah, probably. Just because it feels probably. like I haven't seen you in forever. But the last years, last two years flew by. To be honest, for me. Same same dude the older you get man oh man i have a i have a theory about this whole thing actually so like essentially like the older you get the more set in that nice little groove you become and that groove gets all lubed up with your experiential data so you just fly down the groove of life you know all lubed up with all your past experiences that you keep reliving, like the routine that you get in, like, oh, I just wake up, make my bed, drink my coffee, do this, go to my job, 40 hours a week, come home, watch TV, whatever, right? That's like the norm. And so you just get like lubed up in that space and you just, before you know it, like a month has gone by because you're just doing the same shit. So when we pull ourselves out of that space, that's when you start to create like different memories and different neural connections and then, um, you know, time goes by slower. Yeah. Like when you're a kid and like everything's new. So it feels like time just is irking. Like it's just barely moving along. It's just creeping, crawling at a, yeah. But once, once you get so deep in the pattern recognition, you're like, I know this, like you just kind of go through, especially like you're saying, when you get older, it's so valuable to, to get yourself out of that. Right. Because there's more and more pressure to be in a routine when you're older. Yeah. And there's, for good and bad reasons, I'd say like, there's a good, there's a lot of advantages like to, to whittling out all the noise and trying to like find like what, you know, for me, at least this has been part of my last few years trying to hone in and just kind of let things fall by the wayside more because there are just like patterns that you're like, okay, what is that? But, but in doing that, I've also like become so, sort of a creature of more habit too. Cause I'm like, okay, well, what am I measuring against? Like what needs to stay? And you know, I just try to get more efficient, I guess, with my 
energy to so to speak but yeah. i mean i don't know if that's uh resonating with you but the thing is like it's actually that's like whole that's einstein's whole thing right i think it relates to that at least the theory of relativity is like time actually dilates when you're going faster in space mm. and time and like i wonder if there's like a weird and this is just nonsense me talking but when you're actually making those neural neural connections you're like in some metaphysical way traveling at a faster rate of time or faster speed basically mm, um, like if yeah. it's if there is somehow equivalent on like a quantum level or whatever I, i've actually just been wondering about that and uh i have no credentials to run to wonder yeah. about that so don't <laughs> Yo, neither do i <laughs> yeah i mean <clears throat> my my theory stands on sand you know what i'm saying a sand <laughs> foundation because i don't know shit about anything but i do know from my own experience like like what you were saying, like, yeah, I go through life now that I'm older too. And you know, you become, your brain stops developing, you become wiser and you get, does it though? Ways. See, I'm like real the, the, dude. Sorry. But like, <laughs> I'm not sure about all this, man. I'm, I'm questioning you don't think so? your brain stops developing. I'm like, it definitely does if you let it, but I wonder, cause what you're talking sure. about is if you like make those neural connections, time slows down again. You, yeah. Like, I don't know that it's inherent. And this is because I'm fascinated with human potential and like, just where you know is it actually is there an infinite potential for human beings for consciousness like what are we i'm asking some of these questions lately and i'm just like i don't really know i'm not accepting anything that that i can't like sort of validate for myself through my quantify. own experience yeah well not yeah. even quantify but just uh i like i want to know it i want to feel it experience it before i believe it right now or i don't even want to like, believe uh, it i want to just know it and I don't you know like, that the brain develops or stops developing. You like that kid that like the parent goes, uh, yeah, don't do that shit. It's going to fuck up your life. And then they, they're like, ah, I got to figure that out for myself. And they do that. That's <laughs> me. That's me for sure. That's you, dog. Yeah. I'm like, uh, let's, you don't know. You don't know. And yeah. then I'm like, ah, they fucking were right. They were right. Damn, dude. I probably should have listened to that shit. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, that's a good point, dude. Actually, like after saying that, oh, your brain stops developing. It's just like. In what capacity, you know, because personally myself, like my brain has been changing a ton in the past, like four months under my own volition. Like I've been like, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to create these habits and get rid of these habits. And I'm literally cherry picking like how I want my life to be mm. and the shit's working. So it's like, you know what? And we know that neuroplasticity exists. We know that you can literally change your brain if you want to through the right techniques. So that's a good point, dude, actually is, is what do they mean by that and is that still science you know dude i mean science even is there's a whole thing there but i want to ask you what you what have you been doing what's what's going away what do you um what's working that sounds like interesting to me um so i started with just changing um certain habits with the way i was thinking <clears throat> so i've been I've been going to, I, I realized that I needed to change some of my habits and the ways that I thought about things, um, mostly in these negative connotations that exist within my uh, thoughtful space, right? We have thoughts, like thousands of thoughts, more than thousands of thoughts a day. You know, you can have like 20 thoughts right now just listening to me talk, right? And um, we like choose to take these thoughts for a ride in, in any particular direction, right? So I noticed myself, um, living in these like negative spaces with my thoughts and allowing them to take me to like really dark places essentially, you know? And so I was like, fuck man, I need to change that. 
I need to figure out a way to, to be in control of my own brain, you know, cause my brain was, con- you know, mm. being controlled by my thoughts. So, um, cause your thoughts essentially lead to, uh, emotions and then emotions lead to behavior and then behavior leads to character. Right. And then that becomes who you are. Mm. So, um, so I started going to cognitive therapy like four, three months ago. And uh, I got this book and I started reading this book on cognitive therapy and it basically teaches you how to challenge your thought processes and how to stop a thought uh, or challenge a thought as it's occurring before it takes you down that neural pathway to like your, the behavior of like what you, how you usually respond to an event or a thing that happens or a person or whatever, you know what I mean? It's usually like events that happen and then you respond, right? Whatever it may be. Um, so like there's all, it's, it's really interesting. There's just all these different ways, uh, they call them like irrational thoughts, right? Mm. So all these are irrational thoughts and there's essentially 10 different uh, categories for irrational thoughts. Um, but you have these irrational thoughts and then the way you feel about those thoughts cause an emotional response and, and they can, it can be, it can run the gamut. It could be positive, negative, you know, on the spectrum. And then, you know, it could go into, all that Donnie Darko shit, fear, love, hate, you know, like whatever the fuck happiness. Um, but I noticed that for me, that my thoughts were leading down this pathway, these pathways that were just not beneficial for me. And so I'm like, okay, like these thought processes that have become so ingrained in my everyday existence aren't serving me. So I need to find a way to challenge them. And basically it started with recognizing when I had a thought because we have so many thoughts it's sometimes we don't even know that which one is leading us to that space right that uh behavior and so i over the past like four months uh three and a half months or so i've just been like every time one creeps in i look at how or like why is it irrational and then challenge it with a more realistic um scenario or realistic thought so like for instance, like something happens, say like my car breaks down, I go, oh, fuck, this sucks. This is bullshit. Like bad things are always fucking happening to me. Oh my mm-hmm. God, the rest of my day is fucking ruined. Like immediately you're just going like, Dude, fuck you can this, go, fuck this, fuck this. Your car this. goes yeah. like, you get a fight. You're like, I'll, you could end up like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like yeah, the end exactly. of that thought process is just like, fuck it. I quit. I'm done with life. Like that's exactly. like it'll spiral fast, dude. I, I love that. It's It's actually hilarious once you start to become aware of it, right? Yeah, exactly, dude. And so like the whole idea behind this, this challenging the irrational thought is like, well, I got a flat, that shit sucks, but like, it's not an unbearable situation. And my plans may be ruined a little bit, but like, maybe I should have, maybe I should have bought some fucking tires last year when I was supposed to, you know what I mean? (laughs) You like be more realistic about it. Like what's the truth, dude. The Mm. truth is my car's fucking old. My tires are old. There was a giant shard of metal in the fucking on the highway that shouldn't have been there. Some other asshole, it's probably their fault. Maybe it's not even their fault, dude. Shit happens. <laughs> so like it's like like there's all these scenarios that occur in our lives uh as humans that that like we can attribute. I think one of the biggest things is um people get angry or depressed and 
and they'll like blame it either externally on everybody else. It's everyone else's fault, that type of shit, mm -hmm. which I think is the worst way to do it because you're not accepting any response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not accepting any responsibility. But then the other extreme of that is accepting too much mm. responsibility and going into it where it's like, everything's my fault. I'm a piece of shit. Like that's I what I do. do. Right. That's my, like, yeah. that's where I lean. If, yeah. if I'm going to have like, um, you know, a biased one way or the other. And you're totally right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I no, love what you're, you're talking good, about, dude. Here. No, I love it, dude. I love it because it's like we recognize that when we think about it, and like we can we can uh, know it's it's a thing that happens. But until we actually challenge the the thoughts as they come and see them, and it's like it's like a fucking speeding bullet. Sometimes like you're like oh, what what <laughs> like you know like what the fuck? Yeah. Huh? like what was what why am I angry right now? And then you have to like backtrack. You have to be like okay, like I'm angry because. I fucking drank too much coffee today and I'm irritable. And then I fucking dropped that thing that I like. And then it like landed on my foot. But really I'm kind of angry because I didn't do this thing. I, so I told myself I was going to do yesterday. So now my day is really packed today and I'm rushing and I'm in a hurry and I'm anxious. And then this thing happened and I'm like, Oh no, I got to clean up this mess or now my foot hurts or whatever the fuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you can actually like slow, try to slow everything down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing too, is like everybody, is trying to get shit done all the time dude everyone is in so much of a hurry and everyone's stressed the fuck out in every situation they're in because they're everyone's looking towards the future dude everyone's like i need to get that done i need to get this done uh, uh, uh what's next what's after this thing that i'm doing you're already doing something if you're in the present you can actually like put your focus and attention on that thing and then actually gain more out of it. But everyone's like trying to move to the next task. Like they're trying to check it off the list. And so that's like a whole other thing. But, but the idea is still remains the same that, you know, we, we rarely live in these present moments. If we did, then we'd be able to know what thoughts are going through our mind and how they're affecting us. But really we just, we just latch on to these like emotions that take us for a ride and then develop our behavior and then character. And then it becomes who we are. And so when I noticed that that shit was having a horrible effect on my life and it wasn't serving me, I started doing that. And then a couple other things I did real quick um, that really helped is once I started doing that, I was like, okay, I can start feeling better about my life. So now I need to find change habits. So it's like, I'm going to work on this thing and commit to this one thing for like three weeks or these two things maybe, mm -hmm. and just focus on that. Like, okay, change my thought patterns. And then these two things I don't like about what I do in my life, I'm going to start changing them. And then my favorite thing that I figured out how to do is, is uh, when I don't want to do something that I know I have to do, if I have the thought, I don't want to do this thing, then I automatically say well you have to do it now because you said you don't want to do it like <laughs> fuck you fuck you dude you got to do it now <laughs> so i tricked my brain into doing shit i don't want to do by like accepting full responsibility for the fact like if my brain is like you got to do this dude like <laughs> that's important you've said it's important so it's like a full commitment to myself and and what i'm trying to accomplish in my life it could be as simple as getting groceries dude mm. like i'm tired i don't want to go in there and put on my <laughs> mask and have to fucking wait in line for 20 minutes well fucking guess what dude you're already five minutes from the store and you're coming home from work bitch <laughs> go in there like, it's like what are you gonna do you're gonna go home and fucking lay down <laughs> fucking go get food it's not like you have to go out and hunt for it and like fucking hide in a tree with a bow and then fucking slit a deer's throat you're just going into the fucking aldi <laughs> and grabbing a bag of clementines you know like fuck dude just do it 
Yeah. Yeah, man. I love the, all that. That's so great. It's so true too. that you are the way you have to have these conversations with yourself, like changes, you have to like interrupt that moment, that momentum and not let it like take you with it. You know, like that's why I think so many people get into meditation is because basically what meditation, a, a meditation style, as far as I can tell is just trying to empty your mind and like put some distance between you and your thoughts like your awareness and your thoughts. So, so you can actually see them going by and see like how neurotic and insane you are when you're just like, this is me, like this, this crazy whirlwind of thoughts. Like if you identify with that, then all of a sudden you, you lose the ability to like disengage with, with something if it wants to take you on that ride. Right. Yeah. And then in the same thing with the emotions, like you can, you can, I think like what I'm learning is that you can really start to detach from those two and start to be like, Oh, this is anger. It's not even like I'm angry. You're like, oh, that's anger. Oh, shit. And like start to digest that thing going through you and process it. And this is this is how you get control in, over your life and things, it sounds like. I mean, I think it's awesome that's what you're doing and you're able to to focus on this. Like I think it's it's sort of a necessary step for deprogramming yourself. If, you, if you've been programmed, which I think like the 99.9% .9 of us have been, you know what I mean? whether we're aware of it or not, is like just growing up, you get kind of lost in the sauce, so to speak. Um, uh, it's very yeah. hard to keep your integrity if you're, if you're just in this world, you know, and like actually that connection with yourself. I think it's like, I, I admire the shit out of people that can, you know, you could pick up on it. I think when people have really, you're like, damn, this guy didn't really lose that much of it from, you know, whenever, if, if they stayed focused on one thing or another for, um their childhood or whatever and, and they sometimes these sometimes the greats you know the big the michael jordans and things it seems like they were able to to maintain this connection with with like this sense of realism and talking to themselves you know and that's one of the reasons why they they become so great or so accomplished but I'd, yeah man yeah, i digress it, you know, that's that's a good correlation there. I mean, Jordan is like uh, he's a, he's a special human being, dude, because he always knew what he wanted to do, and he just stayed true to that goal, mm -hmm. and he never let anything falter him. Man, he he was just he just dug in with his heels, man, and that kind of reminds me of the whole thing you said about being able to just like see your thoughts and not latch on to them. Right? There's that um, that metaphor of, of being the mountain and then your thoughts of the clouds. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's similar to, to, if you dig into the things that you want in your life and commit to them, right? Like Jordan is just, he's the mountain dude. He's immovable <laughs> and yeah. everything that goes around him is, is whatever, dude. It's in, it's in the air. It's, it's fucking, it's clouds passing on by. Yeah. And I don't even know that he, you know, sometimes the people that they're doing this so well, I don't know that they're aware of it. You know, like there's naturally talented people, naturally talented athletes, naturally talented like at all different dimensions of being and one of these dimensions is kind of like this control and relationship with the mind but you don't even necessarily have to be conscious of it to be really good at it of like being staying true to that like what you want what you desire i think um and there's always cost benefits like we don't know that michael jordan was like yeah like actually i know what you're talking about he might be like i don't i just did it you know like i just fucking he might describe it a completely different way you know because he doesn't like think about it that same way but he, he also, also, and he also like maybe has a completely different skill. You know, like there's a, it's widely like sort of shared that, you know, he's been a, he's sort of a dick because of that dedication. Like he was really, 
not nice to a lot of people, even like people close to him and things. And so like there's costs and benefits to like all of this. So to, you know, he might've had some kind of a pathology about being so great. And then, you know, who knows what he thinks about it now. I think you can't be like mad at it, but at the same time he might be like, Oh, you know what? Like I would have, uh, I wouldn't have done anything different, but it's just not important to me to get like, uh, you know, he does he doesn't necessarily have to respect that as like the highlight of his life, even though so many other people do it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be more important to him to not, you know, like all the rings he had in those NBA championships. He's like, Oh, well actually just like not needing that was hard. was better for me. And I've known some athletes to say that. I don't know about him, you know, just like realizing that like, uh, their, their value, you know, you talk about value a lot in your last episode. I just listened to So, Oh, sick, cool. dude. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, Jordan had an, inc- an incredible obsession with and the I game. Oh, yeah, he did. He d- uh, Yeah, oh, of I course mean- he did. Sorry, I was I was just like, I just realized <laughs> that you're in, you're living from Chicago. I didn't really mean not to bring Jordan into this on for that reason, but oh, no, you actually I, like, yeah. are much more in tune than I've dude. even remembered. He was a huge impact on, on, in Chicago just like on the entire city of Chicago. I mean, that guy was an eye, a world icon. Did you watch the last dance at all? Yeah. Yeah. Epic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. So fucking sick. I mean, Jordan was in, like I said, incredibly obsessed. And I think there's a difference between obsession and dedication. Um, dedication comes from a different, a, a different place. Uh, mm. obsessions much deeper. Mm. And, um, when you're dude, when you're obsessed, like nothing can stop you, dude. <laughs> nothing can knock you down. Nothing can deter you from your what you want, and that that's what makes some of the best artists, some of the best athletes, is that pure, pure uh, drive. That that is, it's almost like a fucking. It's like an alien force, you know. It's like a, it's like a completely different force outside of somebody that it, it's like it controls them and it becomes them rather than dedication is like commitment in a way that is, um, I guess less intense in my opinion, (laughs) but also I'm obviously like you can be obsessed and still some days might be hard to get out of bed and go do what you need to do. But there's still like this seed inside of you that has like, that gives you this fucking uh, otherworldly power dude yeah (laughs) i I agree with you 100 i really agree with you i think that's an important distinction is like dedication is not obsession obsession is a different monster and you're like i think you i think that's a cool way to describe it i like that where you're just like you're actually taking on like a certain frequency or something that is like it's like a an energy that's gonna just take over you know like become you and like in uh, what was the word? It doesn't matter, but envelop you. <clears throat> it's like possesses you. Yeah. It's a possess. That's what I wanted. Possessed. Possessed, bro. Possessed by basketball. <laughs> trying to. <laughs> I gotta drain <laughs> them buckets. <laughs> I gotta dupe on these bitches. Him, I think it probably goes like to a level of just like basketball is the medium he expresses dominance. I think it's like almost like a pure dominance thing, which is why he was probably so agitated, you know, or. or you know, that's what you would hear, I guess, in those stories. It's just like he couldn't lose at anything. Dude, tic-tac-toe, no, like whatever bitch. the fuck it was, he's winning. And it's just like, um, that is like a you know, and that's a weird freak. It's a powerful frequency if you think about it. Like just wanting to be the best person 
around. <laughs> just like crazy kind of mentality. But, you know, like you said, like these crazy people are often the people who push the boundaries of what it means to be human. And therefore, you know, all just they're so alluring. They're just fascinating people to watch because you're just they're not doing that shit normally. Dude, it's not, it's like, <clears throat> it doesn't exist in everybody. No, you know? exactly. like, like, and it, it, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, we're all like, man, I have a Michael Jordan passion somewhere. I just have to find it. And it's like, eh, you mm. might, maybe, Do maybe, ya? maybe it's too late to, to jump on that train, you know, maybe it's not. And this is why, like, when we talked about, uh, when we just mentioned the idea of potential, human potential and whether or not your brain keeps developing and all this, I'm just like. I, I, there's so many questions for me on just what is that? Where, who can access it? Can everyone access it? Is it available to everyone? You know, that, that level of whatever demonic almost energy, you know, or is it, you know, is it born in you? Is it a gene thing? Is it an expression of genes? Is it, you know, there's just, there's no way to know really, but there's lots of fun ways to talk about it. Interesting theories on it. Yeah. The speculations are endless, right? There's endless like, speculation. So it's so complex and there's so many factors that play into it. Like you said, g genetics are <laughs> one, like uh brain chemistry is another, um, like, oh, dude, uh, all the nature versus nurture shit. So all the nurture shit, like where you grew up, how you grew up, you know, like all that shit's going to play into your mentality, I guess, which you could really break it down into brain chemistry and DNA almost dude. Mm -hmm. Those are probably the two like most, um, dominant factors in, in, in human potential and unlocking that and your ability to like, I don't know, yeah, be able to, uh, become something great, you know? Well, and what do your motivate or like, I don't even know if they're motivations, but what, it, what is, um, you know, you said these things aren't serving you. So you wanted to make some changes. What is your like, why about, um, you know, where you're trying to go in your life? Oh, fuck dude. Yeah. So that's a good question. I think, uh, it's like <laughs> the ultimate question for everybody, right? Like where the fuck am I what going? What are we doing, dude? What are we all <laughs> Fuck, we, we know that yeah yeah we know everything's in constant motion including us you know like you know you break it down to the smallest fucking particles in your body that you're made of and you know like you're everything's moving mm -hmm. nothing's stagnant so you got to go for the ride and figure <laughs> out where you want to be along that ride or where you want to end up along that ride or where you're going to get off you know and um so that's like that's a question i think i'm still trying to figure out but uh, ultimately with, with my, you know, changing my, my brain is, is I just want to find a place of, uh, peace for the most part, like more peace in my life. And, and I think that is just because, you know, I was on one end of the extreme and that wasn't, it. so I just like, I'm going to the other end, dude. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like the political election, mm -hmm. the Republican, you know, let's go Democrat. Now back to Republican, <laughs> Democrat. So I'm, I'm on the first flip and uh, I don't think I'll go back, you know, because let's be honest, like living, living life in peace is kind of what everyone searches for. They want, they want comfort and security. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just want love and, and to be happy and, and um, feel okay because let's be honest, like life is difficult as fuck. And if you can feel okay at the end of the day or, or comfortable with the decisions you've made and, and um, where you're headed in your life, then, you know, 
then like that's all that really matters because we're all going to die anyway we all get off at the at the same juncture you know i guess <laughs> just at different time period or different periods of time but you know for me uh i think really like in the past couple months i think this whole i'm going back to school for digital media technology and i just really wasn't sure what i wanted to do with it one of my friends just said hey man you spread yourself really thin between music and um between gaming and, and doing the gaming channel and then also uh you know your fitness shit and then also you know trying to do like whatever else it is that you're interested. I wanted to do voice acting for a while, which I think I'm still going to pursue that along with podcasting. But I just made a decision, dude. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like I I'm doing nothing because I'm paralyzed by choice <clears throat> because a lot of people's problem when, when you have a lot of interests. And so I said, I'm just going to commit to podcasting, dude. I'm just going to do this podcasting shit and, and just commit to it for as long as it takes for it to take off, you know? And then just see what comes after school. Because I got two mm. more years in school, so I might as well just do this for two years. And if it takes off, great. You know? Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that is the that's the fundamental choice that everyone has to make, right? If they're gonna do anything. That's like when you can arrive at a place where you're like, I don't care how it goes, I'm doing this. It's gonna happen. That's when you start to open that mind up again. Because your mind's mm -hmm. like, I guess we have to do some shit now because he's doing that until we make it happen. And like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but like, it's, I think that that's awesome, man. And yeah, that's a huge problem. I've, I've gone through similar things. I'm still working through similar things where, you know, I feel spread thin and I'm having to, like I said, whittle down and like hone and just, you feel like that dude, the sculpture guy that's like chiseling his own feet out or whatever and just being like, I need to remove shit from my life to actually be like the, the version of myself I'm going for. Um, but it can be really hard to make a choice because, you know, Peterson talks about this, Jordan Peterson, another Jordan, <laughs> is that giving the it Jordans. up, giving it up, giving up. Uh, and I'm not, I've talked about Jordan Peterson a lot. He's like not so relevant these days, I guess, but. Um, I like him a lot. But dude. he did bring a lot to the table, in my opinion, just like to this, to this conversation about like just life, ethics and um per passions and pursuing like your your you know just whatever it is that you're going to do like trying to make something of your life your purpose is what i was looking for but um you always given something up by by choosing and i think one of the things is like really important is you have to like allow that cultivation to happen too you know like you said you can try to force it and do keep yourself busy, <clears throat> but you need to sometimes slow down. It's like so counterintuitive. You like, I need to do less till I can actually do the thing I want to do, do less to do more. And like, do I get, I think there's a time, I don't know how old you are, but I feel like we're the same age, roughly 30. Yeah. I'm 32, 32. I turned 32 in like six days. Yeah. So boy. You know, um, and like, this is one of those times where it's like, you kind of have, a cycle it feels like of of like experience and then you're like okay you actually things start to look familiar on like this meta level now and you're like oh okay i understand what it's like to like have pursued something like really focus myself and then you know get whatever i needed out of that and now I, you open yourself back up to some 
to, to potential and possibility before you narrow yourself back into like, let's say podcasting again, and then you recommit and you go back into the crucible of just like diamonding in your, yourself into like a more of a, you know, energy like Michael Jordan, where you're like, you know, I don't give a fuck about anything except this goal. Yep. And then, you know, I think that shit happens more and more. And I think it happens faster and faster as time goes on for human beings, because the consciousness around the world is so much more connected now that we all just kind of like go through like certain levels. Like everyone knows who Jordan Peterson, I don't have to like really explain it. I mean, not everyone maybe that's listening to this, but pretty much, or, um, you know, but they won't in, you know, a couple of generations, he's probably like, that's what I'm saying though. It's like these people, like they just come up and they're gone and they come up and they're like, we all I feel like are cycling faster. And I think that's kind of like part of the story of our time is like, we are starting like that hockey stick acceleration of, of culture and of connectivity and, and needing to like update like more frequently as a species even. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, what do you, I mean, I have my own thoughts about this, but what do you think is contributing to that? Uh, obviously technology and things like that. And where do you think, wh where's, where does, where's the end? Cause I was thinking about this the other day. I was mm -hmm. like, dude, I was like driving on the street and I was just looking around, just thinking about all the shit that's going on. And I'm like, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. You know, what is, what does 40 years look like? Dude, I don't know. I really don't know. But here's what I'll say just off the top of my head right now. One would be, I think definitely technology played a huge role. Like <clears throat> the internet like reconnected us after we all spread out, like basically literally as far as we could from each other. Like we spread out from wherever, you know, humans evolved from. And we don't even really know that still, to be honest, but that'll be part of our journey over the next few years, probably, or for few decades is actually like learning more about ourselves. So I think we went out as far as we can. And then once we kind of like hit this limit where we're literally murdering each other just by the millions and we're like so disidentified with each other as like the same species or the same like life forms that we are like just destroying each other that we're starting now. We like peaked out and now we're going to probably have to enter a more unifying stage of existence where we're all going to start sharing ideas. And I think we're like the noise is just crazy right now because everyone's got a different perspective but eventually it'll come into a more cohesive version of what we all kind of agree on and, and see in the future and i think that like in 40 years or whatever it's going to be we oh, i don't know what it, i don't know what the the timeline will be if it's be 40 or four or 400 sure. but like it's like <clears throat> i think it'll be I think it'll be fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I think it'll be like, really? I think like, like you're saying, like there's the, there's like, like it has to change. Like in a way, like the process you went through with your brain, we're going to have to go through that as like a planet and species where we're like, this shit ain't serving us no more. We're not going to like go down these paths and start, you know, bombing each other or shooting each other with bullets. Like it's sort of a self-destructive pattern that we're going to start to recognize the same way you recognize these thoughts in your brain. And we're going to have to like interrupt ourselves and it's going to be slow and painful at first, but then we're going to like all of a sudden have all this free energy in a way where we're not trying to get shit done all the time. Um, 
and there'll be i think there'll be like a squishing of there'll still be like your freaks up here that are like really spearheading the movement i think but like it'll start to like right now it's a bell curve and i think it will like start to drag like more of the 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 people at the very bottom levels of, of consciousness is probably what people would call it right now. The Them people low that are vibrationals. Like, those low vibrationals, the people that are just super, super resistant or super locked into like that train of thought basically, or just what they know and they're not in their identity and things. And I think we're going to start to expand and not really, see, I think we'll probably lose some individuality. Um, in, I would agree in, in the that, way we yeah. think, think of it. And we'll start to kind of like see each other as sort of like, like I see it even in like just people. I'm like, oh, that guy's like the British me or like the, the, the guitar playing me. You know what I mean? I'm like, you see people and you're like, that's, that's me. That's like that. Like there's actually not that many characters in the game that we think, are, you know, there's like, it's just like a, a video game. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's like a, they, there's like, that's that model of person basically. And it's like, I can see that we have so much in common, even though we have completely different lifestyles and things. So I think we'll, we'll start to see more of like our uniformity, but to balance that out, we're going to also have like, we're going to have to have, I think some like wild expression of, of individuality as well. Where people yeah, what's are like, there to keep us entertained, you know, dude. And that, yeah, I don't know what will be entertaining or will we even like looked for that the same way or will be like, it's so that's why I'm like, it's going to be weird because I don't think it can go on like in a way that we can even conceive. I think it'll change like pretty rapidly. And that's why, you know, when you said something about science, I was like, dude, I've been listening to some crazy shit. So I'm like, I, I, I'm on the fringe already, I feel like. But I feel like the, the limits of science are even going to be pushed, not like in terms of it's like it's not it's nonsense or anything, but just like we're going to expand and start. You won't you won't think of these things as science right now but they will be or like they will be this new paradigm where i think like basically shit that we think it, just the same as technology has done before magical shit is going to start happening like mystical shit we're going to start like accessing different kinds of of approaches to the world that basically equate to like what we would call magic now and and superpowers and i think human beings will start to become like these literal superheroes um by today's standards but you know it'll happen slow and probably like you know whatever just ubiquitously enough that it might still go by relatively undetected until we kind of look back and we're like oh yeah can you believe that there used to be orang pendek you know that fucking weird looking <laughs> creature yeah. that was like you know we'll look at ourselves like that i think it's just like that's why i'm like it's not over like we you know we're this is still just a fucking snapshot in the film of humanity and or if one frame in the film of humanity and i'm like i think you know for as far as we know we're like maybe halfway maybe not even close to halfway it could be mm. so wild and weird did you uh did you catch the Neuralink presentation i did not Oh, shit. I did not. Well, Tell me about the Neuralink presentation. Uh, so this goes along the lines of like superhuman capabilities or magical capabilities. But essentially, the Neuralink is is these. Okay, so it's a <laughs> okay. I try to do that. <laughs> it's like, like there's so much to say about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to say everything, but I'll, I'll break it down. So essentially what you have is is it's a chip 
uh, what they it's uh, that they will put uh, inside your skull. So they'll cut out a piece of your skull and then they'll, they'll put the chip in there and then they'll uh, sew your hair flap back up over the top. So it's completely undetectable. It better be. Uh, all right. They've already done. I know I'm not getting that shit. If people <laughs> could see it. <laughs> like that's like the main deterrent. <laughs> not that it's going to like you might not be human afterwards. Um, <laughs> They've already done trials on pigs and like they're, the pigs are fine, you know, and, and pigs anatomically are uh, the most similar to humans. That's why they do a ton of tests on them and shit. So eating bacon is the most akin to cannibalism is what we're saying. Yes, exactly. That's why <laughs> uh, ham tastes like people. Um, <laughs> you ever lick up a, a human and then lick, you know, eat a piece of ham? Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to fry up a piece of my ass or something just to be sure. <laughs> just shave it off. Just to see what there, I'm... Mm, this does taste like bacon. I have to go in for seconds. Um, so like they, they found a way to uh, essentially create all these extremely tiny fibers that are attached to this chip. And they go into the brain, into the gray matter of the brain and, and link up with the circuitry of um, your neurons, essentially. Mm. So they like, it's like they're hyperconductive and very non-corrosive. So in other words, they, over time, they, it takes a long time for those filaments to lose it, con conductivity essentially. And so, um, and I think it's something like 10 years right now is where they have it at. And so you can also just get a chip replacement very easily, you know, say you get the first model and then 10 years down the road, you can just get a new one placed in there what these little filaments do is they go down into this you know into the network of your brain and you can literally uh, send signals through the chip um, into the brain and receive signals mm. so um, for instance you'll be able to send uh, electrical signals to say like people that are paralyzed for them to be able to move their legs again people with neurological disorders like Parkinson's um, to, to manage the disease um, as well as uh, you'll be able to like receive. So you'll be able to receive electrical signals from other devices. So people will be able to communicate telepathically is one of the insinuations, wow. um, which also means you'll be able to share thought, which means you'll be able to share emotion. So you're essentially, you're creating a communication hub just by on the Neuralink alone, as well as like being able to solve tons of medical problems. And there's other implications that I can't um, quite remember. I saw the presentation a little bit ago, but mm. there's like a list of like seven other things that, that uh, like having this chip in your body implanted in your body will be able to do for you and in all of humanity and essentially which which is super fucking scary elon musk is really scared that ai is going to end up taking over the world right and <laughs> so, so he better keep doing what he's doing apparently <laughs> well you know this is the thing bro is he said that he created he created the chip so that people would be able to assimilate oh because they, they'll have an option to assimilate rather than become obsolete Whoa. because you can also update, like you can learn, you'll be able to learn languages. You'll be able to learn information through that. You'll be able to cure depression and anxiety was another one too. Neurological, you know, mm. issues like mental illness, bro, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, all that shit are, there's just malfunctions in the brain of signals and, and how they're um, being sent 
And then, you know, all this stuff with like paralysis and Parkinson's is, is not the neural signals in the brain, but the neural signals from the brain to the body, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, yeah, the, the implications for the neural link are fucking insane, dude. And they're looking at, they also just a, one more side note here Please. they created it the, the operation is so precise that they actually had to create a robot that can do the surgeries because oh, they don't nice. trust no no human's hands are steady enough or precise enough to implant this device wow. and so like that in itself is fucking crazy but then you look at like all the all the implications of Neuralink being uh, it's it's a thing it's not like science fiction it's a thing that has already been tested. They even like looked at the signals in, in the pig's brains, like, and they can read the signals and kind of know what the pig, what the pig's like thinking, mm. because it's just, they turn it's they turn it into binary code. They're just electrical signals. That's crazy. So you turn that shit into binary code and then you can read it. I wonder, and so, yeah, it's wild. That is super wild. I don't, I, I should read up on this Neuralink because it sounds, absurd like that's the, that's the crazy thing about the modern age right is there's so much happening in the world you literally can't see it all like you can't stay in touch no. with it all you can't like you just like you're making a choice doing a podcasting versus some other kind of passion or pursuit or career or anything there's just having an interest is gonna like take you down a rabbit hole always and so it's interesting that you you're you're going on Neuralink. This is why I love having this podcast because that's the rabbit hole I have not gone down. Mm. And um, I'm curious what you think about this because I'm noticing in the world right now there is sort of this. There's always like these dichotomies, right? <clears throat> and one of them is this technology versus kind of like natural human, like you know the removal of of. enhancement through um science and technology and the this advocacy towards trying to utilize the human machine as it's as the peak machine basically and so not not trying to contest that i think like the that all these technological advancements are uh and I don't think anyone like that is smart would contest that they they bring a lot to like especially the healing side of of people with with certain diseases or disorders or amputees and things like you know they can do things that they couldn't do before or that were inhibiting. <clears throat> but I'm curious what you think about when it comes to something like that. Is it? I just know that there's an existing school of thought who would say, "Well, the Neuralink." is actually going to fuck all that shit up and actually limit what the human can do. Some people I think will, would say that the human potential is maximized when you do sort of the same thing, but instead of trying to add something to the system to that's inhuman, it would be to remove the, the, all the inhuman things. And you would have to start like with Parkinson's, for example, um, some of these diseases, it would have to, it would, you'd have to go like, to a neural link to maybe, you know, make some corrections there because you might be too far gone. But there's also another approach that is, <clears throat> let's not let it get to Parkinson's by, you know, this is where environmentalism comes in and like making sure that people aren't dumping shit in our waters and 
whatever and eating the right kinds of foods that don't have these antibiotics that end up like wiping out our bacteria and our bacteria like help us actually access these better mood controls and like anti-depression things that I'm not really making that much clear sense here, but basically <clears throat> like a proper diet, proper nutrition <coughs> and proper lifestyle choices will actually be the, the path forward to the same things such as even telekinesis and things like that. Like, like I think there's certainly cultures and like tribes, Indian tribes and, you know, um, or not Indian, but like native tribes, maybe Indian too, I'm sure. But like <clears throat> that believe like you can do these remote viewing things. I mean, I just, again, these are rabbit holes that you can go down. I haven't validated any of them for myself, but it, there's people that believe like all these powers are possible without technology. And there's people with technology trying to achieve the same things. And that, that just makes me excited. I'm always just interested. I'm like, will, will it be a combination? That's kind of like where I think it'll go or will it, mm -hmm. there be like a divergence and you actually end up with like two different species eventually where you have like human 2.0 and then you have like og human and like oh, og baby <laughs> all day i got a real i got a real dick i got a Look at this dick <laughs> i got no robot dick i ain't got no robo dick my shit don't vibrate <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah yeah and i mean there's there's great science fiction movies on this right and um and so I don't know. I, that's just that that'll be interesting to see how that plays out even because I know that there's going to be people I at least know that there's people that are going to go fuck that no Neuralink no nothing take care of the environment take care of the human body like you know a, a guy we both know Tim Sheaf he would oh, be yeah. one of those people mm -hmm. um, and who would, who's relevant to this pod to the podcast so that maybe you know I don't know what your audience is but I still have pretty pretty good oh, amount Tim of parkour people probably following me but I can oh, see that yeah. he's down that road. Yeah. And Elon's down another road. Mm. And I see it as just all roads. Like, I feel like everyone's just trying to contribute ultimately to the truth and what's real. Um, but it's just, uh, that's one of the reasons why, like, with debates and politics and stuff, I'm like, all right, well, we could talk about that. But I actually am genuinely interested in, like, where these roads lead more than I'm interested in which one's the right one. Yeah, man. Um, I would say humans are really good at solving problems, um, mostly problems that we've created, right? Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to like poisoning the environment, we're like, oh shit, all right. We should probably clean that up now that we, we did this shit, we <laughs> fucked this shit up. But also <clears throat> when it comes to like neurological disorders, maybe from diet or like poor lifestyle choices, like Alzheimer's or diabetes mm -hmm. that leads to like dementia and shit, which my stepfather has like these choices and shit like uh in every individual has to make for themselves once the information is presented to them but rarely are we educated on the information about what's going on so i think what humans do is we try to like optimize everything everything's about mm -hmm. optimization what's the fucking shortest road you're talking about roads right mm -hmm. so like we're there that we do not live in a time where it's valued to know or be educated about your body and your mind. They just mm -hmm. don't give a fuck. If you're a good consumer and you feed back into the system, that's all they fucking care about, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. you, you're putting dollars in over here and then we're going to take those dollars and we're going to turn them into more dollars and then we're just going to keep doing this fucking cycle that fucking, you know, yes. it's like this masturbation cycle where everyone's <laughs> just jerking each other off, but no one's paying attention to like anything else around them. Mm -hmm. And so 
And then um, I think that, so that optimization is, is Neuralink, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, all right, well, how do we solve this problem in the fastest, most efficient way? And um, uh, I, dude, I, for one, like uh, I, I do believe that the, the mind is more capable than um, a lot of people, a lot of people think, and people, people will be like, Oh, fucking like, uh, that's, it's like a farce, you know, or whatever, or like, they'll, they'll like, uh, it's just such an easy dismissing, uh, way of dismissing previous cultures. Like, Oh, they were, they didn't know shit. Like that's why they worshiped those gods or that's mm -hmm. why they did things the way they did them or believed in it, like aliens or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's just like, I think, dude, I honestly think we're in the dark ages of consciousness. And, um, I think we're, we're the, we're at the lowest vibrational frequency than like than we've ever been as a species. And so um, there's, there's only one way to go. You know, you were talking about that stretching, like this, that expanding or whatever, eventually that shit's going to snap back. It's like a rubber band, you know, mm -hmm. and we're going to get pulled back to the center. And so um, I think there will be uh, humans, uh, you know, 2.0 and OG humans. I think it's going to be a thing. Mm. And I don't know if this, the, the whole 2.0 version is going to give us a better understanding of our biology or not, but I know that biology is so complex and so difficult to understand because the, because the systems and how all, all their systems interact is like, there's just so much information on it and so much contradicting information. That's really hard to get things done and it's just not valued like health and biology just isn't valued in our culture like jordan is michael jordan <laughs> dunking a basketball over someone and his nuts like scraping their face like that's valued <laughs> you know what i mean we don't give a fuck about all that other, that other shit so yeah. um so like i don't know if that's going to change in the future when you get humans 2.0 and then like when you're when you're integrated into a system like Neuralink or whatever you know the future holds for us are you are you might become something else that isn't completely human you're not OG human anymore but maybe that gives us more insight into mm. the function of consciousness you know um because that's a whole other aspect of Neuralink too is like is that gonna like give us an elevated consciousness then because we're going to be able to essentially connect to the grid because consciousness, the idea of like thought is that it's, 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 there's an idea that you, we have this whole magnetic grid around the, around the planet. Right. And that like mm -hmm. you, you pull from this and through, through with your, with your consciousness or your consciousness is connected to that. So if everyone's connected through Neuralink, are they able to hit that frequency more easily? So I don't, I don't fucking know, that'd, but yeah, that'd be really interesting. That'd be, yeah, yeah, it could be, there could be so many iterations of it. It's like Neuralink makes you boosted. And so you can tap into this collective consciousness or like even like tree consciousness, forest consciousness, like maybe all kinds of different frequencies, pumas and like insects and shit, <laughs> beetles and yeah. fucking rocks or whatever. Like, um, if, if pan consciousness is like a, is a real thing or whatever, or pan I don't, what is it called? Basically that, that consciousness that is like a right. property yeah, like, of, of, uh, of the universe. It's not like a, a thing. It, look into it, whatever. But like, uh, it's like, or Neuralink could just be like, like the internet. It's something that like plays a role in connecting people. Um, and still humans though are kind of like the tip of like that 
like we're, we're being human is still like more important than like the internet itself in some ways um just because uh, he, the internet can get a lot of shit done robotically but it can't do it, it it doesn't like produce like you know like we've seen with the insane content and all the stuff that comes off the internet like it just mostly is still not useful to society going forward um <clears throat> or it could be like it could be like human beings like as consciousness or you know if we, we come out of this dark ages as consciousness and more and more human beings are like kind of connected to each other and to these whatever energies and like frequencies and who knows if like this is starts to become more mainstream like it's all kind of sounds woo wooey and stuff still to our generation but if you're born into a, a world where all of a sudden it's kind of like okay to think that like oh yeah i can you know you start to see people more like you know sad guru is i've been following him now like some of these mystics and stuff these guys that have you know meditated their whole lives or had these uh epiphanies awakening experiences enlightenment experiences more of these people start to show up and then you start to see just like when people started throwing congainer like more people know it's kind of possible to live that way and so then neuralink is actually becomes it could become just like a, it's like for people that can't get there you know naturally mm. it's like a, it's like an aid but it's like actually not something that everyone needs um because in the future maybe it's like well most people that are you know really healthy or whatever can like reach these levels more 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 easily i don't know it's it's just fa f fun to think about and i think that's why people get so upset because one of it's two ways to go there and one side you could say is like trying to get there by like this other like technology they think is interfering with them getting there and technology people think like no you're 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 interfering with our technology by like whatever i don't know um boycotting it boycotting it or demanding that yeah. you know we we uh <clears throat> I don't know like exactly how many like what that that argument looks like as much because it's not much of an argument there it's like for me yet but for people that are like elon musk like he's taken for you know he's like he's taking his business to texas because there's less laws and stuff you know like stuff like that he's like oh i want to go somewhere where it's not regulated because if you're not gonna let me fly rockets to you know test shit and you know get my way to mars going then you know you can suck a dick because i'm out or whatever <laughs> i mean yeah fuck them dude and also <laughs> california has like the highest taxes in the fucking in the entire country dude yeah yeah they also generate the most revenue but you know like well and then right because like yeah exactly and if if california if consciousness raises maybe those taxes actually get spent better and people aren't so worried about it but right now because it's so corrupt everything is like so untrustworthy you know then we just all assume that people are just lying in their pockets and like California government agencies and uh, employees are just getting rich off of, you know, nonsense. Yeah. But, like, does that, does that, does connectivity within consciousness create accountability mm -hmm. for everybody? Yeah, exactly. On every level. Like that's <laughs> another fucking scary thing. Like that the whole be... minority report shit. Ooh, where it's like, yeah, oh yeah. The precogs yep. and stuff. Yo. yeah dude like that's a whole other thing like if you know and then security within within that right so like if you don't want somebody to know what you're thinking can you shut that off 
or can you get hacked? Can someone hack into your brain, mm. make you do some shit? And then how do you tell if it was you or not? Even, even you as an individual, do you, do you know? Yeah. You could get a virus in your brain that somebody plants in there, takes over your identity like agent Smith. And you just become that agent working for the That's system. And then we all got to free our minds. We got to take those red pills. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. That is a fucking real, that's some real shit, dude. Matrix was so ahead of its time. Oh my God. I didn't God, even understand legendary. it. I didn't understand it as a kid. I was like, what's happening? Can we rewind this part? So <laughs> they're in a place, but not in the place, but they're also in the place. Why is that guy hooked up to tubes? Like, I just didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Dude. Yes, dude. It was so ahead of its time. And that's like the journey that I feel like you're on when you start to kind of like deconstruct the world. When you get to this level where you're like, you know what? This is all kind of bullshit that people are just making up. It's not even fucking real. Like so much of it is just nonsense that people are just participating. It's just momentum. Like just, and mostly from, from where we're at, like you're saying consciously, which is pretty dark right now. I would agree. It just maybe not like even dark, but just super dim. I would say even just like, just God, you know, I think there's so much more room to go. And like, that's why you get these superhumans like Nikolai Tesla or whatever, who is mm. like inventing oh, I love, shit. I love that dude. Yeah. I haven't even like researched him enough yet to, to know, but he seems fucking fascinating. And these folks that start to break through the matrix of their time. And they're, they're that that's like what I'm super fascinated with is like how deep does the rabbit not these little rabbit holes but just like the actual rabbit hole of life go you know what's really happening you know in this dimension or realm or however you want to characterize it yeah it's deep as fuck man and it's it's deep like four-dimensionally or, or or whatever the fuck five, you know dude. it's not People, we're talking five, five now i've heard 5D? the fifth dimension are we in five dude now? i heard five <laughs> i heard five recently I think, okay, I think wait, it's five, five now. now. It could be. Se- <laughs> I've heard seven. I've heard eleven from people, but you know, it's just. Whoa, this is come why, on, dude, eleven, dude. dude. I know, but keep your britches on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's like, uh, let's <laughs> like. That's just yeah, dude. The depth is um, it's incomprehensible, and you know, going back to the the whole uh, what you were saying about Nikolai Tesla and and these people that are operating on a different frequency. You look at what happens within the system when people try to raise the consciousness. It's a scary thing, bro. Mm-hmm. We live in a, a world where the system fears um, those who oppose it in in a way where they they try to change the the level of consciousness. And um, yeah, man, it's it's like uh, there's just less and less of those individuals, uh, as far as I can tell. In the, in the past 20 or 30 years, it's just less and less of them. And people may think they're raising the consciousness level, like all this fucking woke shit that's coming out now, but really it's, it's really just people virtue signaling and trying to get attention, which is kind of like I said, what my last podcast was about. Everybody, everybody just wants attention is one of my favorite quotes that I, I kind of made up, but also that's just a thing, you know, like yeah. everybody just wants to, to have other people pay attention to them but they're not necessarily creating value for the human species or within their actual space, right? They're just doing it in a way to validate their existence, but not to uh, perpetuate the species, I guess. And I know that's kind of like a 
a dark uh, <laughs> way of looking at it, but it is, it is kind of the times we live in, man. Like you saw with all the, not to get into black lives matter shit. We don't have to talk about it, but, but you mm. saw it with the black lives matter shit. Like all the fucking white people made it about them, dude. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. All the white people just made it all the, all these like, white chicks were we the worst. We couldn't listen bro. for fucking two months. It was just no, like bro. instant. Yeah, dude. I mean, you definitely saw so much of that. It was absurd. Yeah. And, um, like when everyone started like doing social media blackout and not, po not post, they posted a black screen. I was like, dude, this is doing like less than nothing, dude. One, you're literally posting just a black screen and it's cool that you're standing in solidarity, but like, we already know that the majority of, um, of Americans for the most part, aren't like fuck black people. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the system is designed and tilted against them, which is totally fucked, dude. It's totally fucked. But like you posting a black screen on your fucking phone and taking 30 seconds to be like, I'm not posting anything today, but this black thing. First off, no one gives a fuck about what you're posting anyway, dude. Okay. <laughs> Second off. Yeah. It's like, such just a because fucking lazy way to, to participate. It's such, like you said, there's like, there's a, there's a kernel of, of, um, genuine genuineness in there of like people wanting to help but there's a complete lack of like actual effort and taking responsibility and like yeah and it's a yeah it's an easy way to be like to to write their write off their responsibility basically yeah, yeah. like shirk any real responsibility for what's 100%. happening in the world yeah dude because it's it's easier to be sunk into your phone than it is to uh, actually connect with the atrocities that are going on in the world, you know, cause you can control everything that you see and hear and post on your phone. This it's, it becomes your own little world that you cater to yourself. Well, and I think like, that's why it's so like, that's what you're saying. Like there's really not that many leaders is what you're kind of getting at. I think right these days. And that's why people are yeah. so lost in terms of what to do with their energy. Like they have a little bit of energy or they might have a lot even to do they have, they have energy that they want to put towards making the world better, but they're just fucking completely unable to execute in any way that is meaningful, you know? So they go, oh, okay, a black square, I'll do that. But, um, yeah. And then they're just like, you know, I mean, I, I didn't understand it. I was like about to, I like think I, I actually posted the black square. Cause I was like, I was lost in the sauce too. And I was like one of these people that got swept up in it for a second. I was like, I don't know what am I supposed to like, losing my mind for a second just like not able to get my fucking train centered and being like does this matter like why am i doing this and so then i didn't but like i was like exactly like, i know exactly what you're talking about like we just have it's a really hard thing to to take that responsibility on it's because if you're not gonna shove it or sweep it under the rug well then you got some fucking work to do you know what i mean yeah yeah, you got some work to do personally. You got to like start reading some shit. You got to start like doing some things differently in your life. Like you have to make a personal change about how you are in this world and how you show up every day. If you want to actually help. Yeah, that shit ain't easy. That that's some real shit, dude. And a lot, it's, it's tough, man. You know, and I think part of the reason we don't have any, it, there's not a lot of real leaders <clears throat> excuse me out there anymore these days. Cause in the past 30 years, the system, and I'm not trying to like be, Oh, everyone's a victim, but like the system is created in a way that 
teaches us to not take one, not take responsibility a lot of the time and to allow ourselves to be victims, but also it teaches us to, it doesn't teach us the tools necessary to think for ourselves and to question authority. So you have a lot of people that just go with the flow in order to feel most comfortable, dude. Mm. But the truth of the matter is like discomfort is necessary for growth. And so a lot of people don't want to step outside of that bubble to actually make a difference in the world or make a change. And I, for one, I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. Um, and, uh, you know, even just talking about it now, it kind of like gives me, it makes my stomach hurt a little bit. Just thinking like, you know, what, what am I going to sacrifice when the time comes? Am I going to be able to make the sacrifices needed? And, um, and how am I going to do that? You know? Um, yeah. and, and I don't know in what context I'm speaking necessarily. I don't know if we're going to face a civil war here soon, or if there's going to be um, just some crazy civil unrest or, you know, what the fuck happens. Oh people. yeah. I mean, I, you know what I mean? How am I going to, I don't think we, that's, I don't think we can go back. I don't think we can really take it's, a step backward no. and go into civil war. I think like, even as stupid as we are sometimes, like the world is just not there anymore. Like we're not doing that, you know, like you we got to find so, bro? I don't think so. I think like, well, here's the thing. I think you're, <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. I really don't think that, um, here's how I guess I kind of see it. I, I believe ultimately, I guess I believe in, in human beings and in people and in our ability to overcome things. And so I'm really not going to worry and spend too much energy worrying about what w could happen. Um, oh, for sure. As yeah. much as I will. I mean, I actually love that conversation. I fucking think that's some of the funnest shit. That's one of the sacrifices though, that I'm, I'm trying to make is like, rather than like have that fun ass conversation of like the apocalypse and what could happen. Uh, that shit is fun to talk about, but what's more constructive is like, actually how do we, you know, enact change. And so yeah. I try to steer the questions away or my conversations away from, um, an <clears throat> apocalyptic, you know, jerk off session, which believe me, I fucking love that shit. I actually really do. Like, I would love to talk about all the ways in which it could go wrong. Cause that's kind of like a fun horror movie kind of vibe. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm more so thinking just about like what what are the possible it's not something I dwell on every day but just more so like what are the possibilities of enacting change through civil war because obviously the system is broken right mm. and I don't I don't necessarily think we're going into civil war or or I do think there's a lot of civil unrest that's very fucking apparent yeah um all over the world right um and uh, I didn't mean to get all grim and dim. No, I just, no, no. My brain went You're when not... I was like, damn, like I'm not an activist. Maybe I should be an activist. And then I was like, civil war might happen. And then I was well, like, civil unrest is a thing. But like, how do, how does one enact change? Right. It's, it's probably through their daily life and actions. Right. Totally. And their choices. I think you're also an optimist. Like, I think we both are. I think there's like two ways to approach it. Some people think about, this is the other thing is like, it's not really even one or the other. Like I even just tried to make that dichotomy, but it's really like, you can think about like all the negative shit that can happen and then think about like, okay, how do we, you know, get around that? Or you can think about like all the shit that you maybe want to try to make happen. Um, but invariably you're going to have to confront the negative shit too in that scenario. Like they're both sides. Like it doesn't work without a positive and a negative charge. You need, you need both. And so mm. it have to like, 
it's not like I really want to omit the negative or like the apocalyptic scenarios and stuff. Like, you know, it's just that I don't want to, um, <clears throat> I don't want to like worry about it. That's all, you know, again, I like to make the parkour analogies cause that's my best like domain of expertise. So if you're going to do a roof gap, it's important to like understand and know that, okay, you could fall and you could smack your teeth on the fucking edge of the roof. If you trip at the very worst moment and do like a half quarter, three quarters of a flip and like knock all your fucking teeth out and then land on some rebar and like get impaled. And then some guy just fucking like (laughs) takes a shit on you after that. Like it's important to know like all of the worst case scenarios. However, it's also really important not to get like caught up in that and just be like, okay, this can happen. This can happen. How do I make it as safe as possible? And then like when I'm ready, just stay focused on the jump, you know, and making it go right. And like trying to understand, like you get a lot more out of understanding how it needs to go right than it does, than you do about sort of fantasizing. You know, you can, you can understand the consequences without fantasizing about the, the worst case scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of goes back to that whole thing of being in uh in the present moment within mm-hmm. that parkour scenario, right? Yeah. Like you that that present being there in that moment and knowing exactly what you need to do is the most important thing for for success to occur. Um and war might be the answer. You might you could totally be right. More war might be necessary. Like you said, yeah. uncomfortability is a part of the growth. I think that maybe we need to draw a line in the sand about war and like killing each other eventually. So maybe we're not ready for that line and we need to kill a bunch more of ourselves before we get to a place where we can draw that line. But I do think that we get there eventually. That's kind of all I'm saying ultimately is like eventually we get to a spot where we're like, okay, it's not okay to kill each other anymore. And we kind of all agree on it. And I think eventually we get there. I just, you know, you could be right. I don't know that we're ready for it. Yeah. Um, or we could get wiped out. I would out. agree with that statement, dude, is I think, especially as OG humans become more rare, <laughs> the more of a rarity, like, dude, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. I mean, population rates are dropping in a lot of places all over the world. You know, you mm-hmm. have to have three kids in order to have a population increase. Whoa. Let's think about it. Cause you're the mom and dad, right? You have to have two to replace the mom and dad when they die. And so you have to literally have to have three. Well, also age expect life expectancy goes up, so that helps boost the population a little bit too, right? Uh, yeah, it it can for sure. But insure, insure, I don't know how much the age expend- expectancy is going up. It's probably flat. I, Actually, it's starting to drop now, right? It's starting to drop a little bit, like you said. Like the structures are crumbling a little bit. Life expectancy is starting to go down because people have become so fat and happy. There's sh- again, they're shirking responsibility. They're not willing to like not put the potatoes potatoes. That's Cheetos and potato chips down at the same <laughs> it's time. It's like when you mix them in the that's, same bag. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I like cheese that's in my a, potato that's chips. That's a real fat person habit there. Um, <laughs> and not to fat shame. It's just that being unhealthy in your mind and your body, there's a, there's a personal responsibility there. And I talked about this with AJ on my last podcast. Personal responsibility and collective responsibility. I think they both exist. And so like the collective responsibility is to make it so that like if the family does have to eat at the worst establishment like McDonald's that we all make McDonald's healthy enough so that it doesn't make everything in their life even worse. And then the individual responsibility is to try to not eat that McDonald's because it's not good yet and try to eat the good shit. 
And even if the McDonald's is okay, okay, what else can you change in your life that makes it better, right? I like that a lot, dude. Yeah. There's, yeah, man. It's what makes America great is we have all these options, but also 90% of those options are dog shit. So it's like... (laughs) You're like, I got all these options, but also like, I should probably read up and see if this product is going to give me cancer in 10 years. Like, (laughs) like what the fuck, dude? It's like, it's like we have too much personal responsibility in a way, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's more so that there's not enough collective responsibility in, in regard to like these companies that are producing the, the cheapest shit with the most cancerous byproducts and like, and like fucking the product itself is also cancerous or like causes like genetic mutation, you know, or whatever the oh fuck. Oh my God, dude. dude. Have you heard about Roundup? I did, dude. I heard about Roundup. You heard about dude. Roundup, dude. You know, Brandon Halpin, you remember Brandon Halpin? Yeah. I got to get him on the podcast. Cause dude, he was, he was light years ahead of all this shit. And I didn't understand what he was like interested in back in the day, but he, he used to like follow a lot of this stuff, but dude, I've just been learning about Roundup and like Roundup is fucked up. Like, Dude, yeah. Do you know what do you know about it? I don't I like I remember hearing about it let me and give, I know let me give that people it, the gist. The yeah, gist give, give is, people the gist. The yeah. gist is basically Roundup is this basically uh antibiotic, I think is what it was patented as. Um but they use it as a fertilizer for like monocrops, like you know, big, big corporations growing corn and barley and wheat and all this shit. And they use it to you know, make the, it's like a pesticide or whatever, keep insects off and whatever, keep these plants healthy in quotes. And then, (laughs) but what happens is not only does it fuck up the soil, it gets in our air, it gets in our water. And it's like this chemical that fucks our immune systems up, our, our uh, biology up real big in a big way because it's an antibiotic. So it's killing bacteria. And if you start to understand, you know, there's big buzzword microbiomes floating around these days, these bacteria, are in your gut for a fucking reason and they are like your environment you know like your your own micro environment you know your own you're like a fucking super planet yourself and so you have all these little populations and by killing off about all these ones you get all these shitty bacteria left over basically or at least you don't have a good diversity you get the overgrowth of like the stuff you don't want yeah exactly and so it has all these horrible implications and like there's doctors and you know, I can't fucking say that this is valid or whatever, but basically there's this guy called Zach Bush. If you want to learn more about this topic, he's the best person to listen to on it. He's got some crazy talks and what he's saying is basically because all this roundup is so present in our, in our systems and stuff, like it's really fucked ourselves up and it's causing like autism rates to increase like exponentially by each generation. Fuck. And so like, <clears throat> what it does and they test it on rats like the first generation they can inject it straight into a rat um or you know mice or some kind of you know test lab animal and those first generations they don't really show any symptoms so that's one of the reasons why people are like oh it's fine but then those mice children like the the next generation of those mice they all have these fucking defects and they like and then the la- the next generation after that they have like they can't they're like stillborn like they're not able to reproduce so you're Jesus. gonna like like we're on track you know i don't know where we are but like he literally said basically like we're on track for like mass extinction and like 
severe autism rates if we don't kind of manage our soils and things because now it's literally in the air we breathe because it's water soluble or some shit so it gets in the it's like 90 percent of um you know unless you live in montana or you live in like some place that's like really naturist then you're going to be especially and even in those places you're going to be especially affected apparently by, by some of these chemicals and so we don't really understand them and so when i see here's something like Neuralink, i'm like well we don't necessarily understand the brain yet so i think it's great that we'll be able to like help somebody you know stimulate a part of the brain that's dead and maybe making them depressed or like making their leg not be able to move make it move again but i don't know how soon we'll actually be able to improve on what's like there because to far as i can tell we don't actually really know how our brains work you know like to the to the that's you know we don't really understand our full potential is all i'm saying yeah yeah <clears throat> i think you know if you if you've got an example of an optimal brain functioning mm -hmm. on an optimal level you can you can take those signals from that brain and record the data and then if you look at a brain that's functioning if you've got all these samples of different brains well, and how they're functioning right how do you know it's optimal though that's a good question, dude. I that's don't know. what I'm saying. It's science that's, figures it out. But if it has <laughs> science, baby, but that's science, what I'm saying. Is like, if, is that brain like optimal in comparison to the other brains around it? Or is it like truly the optimal human brain? And that's, that's the only question yeah. that I like I'm trying to raise is just, you know, that brain, do we, you know, maybe Roundup has like a fucking point one of a percent. It doesn't really make a big difference, but you know, maybe that brain on Roundup would look different or off Roundup or like mm -hmm. there's like certain things in your environment that you could um change to like have this even more activity up there or more activity wherever it is i don't know i agree man i think I, this is by the way i work at a place now that is like oh yeah about you this life so like that's why i know about it that's why i'm kind of preaching about Dylan, it the i guess Dylan spot yeah yeah Ooh. it's the human universal health institute and so human universal health institute okay it's a mouthful baby <laughs> um the huh institute for sure short and so this is definitely like my bias because i work there and this is like the kind of the maverick this is the rabbit hole i'm going down this is like what well, it's my job to know some of this stuff so i know it now but you know i don't know Neuralink, and i don't know even roundup really except peripherally and like anecdotally so all this shit is just like so hard to absorb but you know that's the game we're in right now. And so like, I think the leaders that we're going to see are going to be somehow able to pull in and decipher and like synthesize all these different viewpoints and informations in the world right now that are floating around, which I think you're doing really well. Actually, I listened to your episode mm -hmm. and I thought you have a really cool, unique and original take on, uh, on just like what we're going through. Oh, thanks dude. I, uh, you know, I spent, I've spent the last two years pretty much alone for the most part, man, um, in my head. So I've had a lot of time to develop ideas and thoughts. I just started making friends out here really. And, uh, uh, like this past, like five months or so, no, like three months I had, I was dating somebody out here for a little bit that didn't really work out, but I would just like spitball off of her all the time. And, uh, she like really fed that energy in me. She would like ask me questions and shit. And I just like developed more ideas about things that I thought and everything. So, um, but I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I just try to, um, 
like be real with myself and and honest with like how things are in the world and try to try to find a perspective that makes sense to me and then try to relate that to to any sort of listener through through the you know the modality of my podcast or whatever but um it's uh it's been quite fun. I started scripting the last couple episodes and that's been a lot more of a, a joy for me because I love writing. And so I'm able to write and kind of like get in this groove and really mm. articulate my thoughts a lot, a lot better. So, um, so yeah, dude, I appreciate that. Um, I was going to ask, dude. So I actually sat down with Dylan a few years ago and talked with him for like a couple out, like probably like six hours over at the human universal, uh, health Institute. And, uh, I ended up not taking the job there. I kind of, I kind of regret it, but I just feel like I wasn't in a place at that time where I was ready to, to do, to do that. I had so many other things I was thinking about doing. Like I wanted to, I was like, do I still do fitness? Do I, mm. you know, like do try doing parkour again? Should I do like move magazine? Cause I was doing some interviews for move back in the day. And I was like, I had all this shit up in the air. And then I was like thinking about moving out of Colorado and I was like, Dude, I was a fucking mess. So <laughs> Dude, we all Dylan. were, man. Dude, I making know. that transition to like whatever the fuck we were to like the next stage of like life. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not even saying like you you have to have, you always have to be growing. And dude, yeah, everyone has to fucking, not everyone, but we all, I came, I'm, I'm still coming to grips with some shit, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. We were all a mess, dude, because we were like, fuck, dude, parkour is the shit. And then it's we, everything. It's so cool. Oh my God. Kind of, dude, unique. It, it's so, it's so, yeah, it's so powerful. But also, I think that happened everywhere. It happened in so many, I'm, I'm sure we're not alone. Like other communities that blew up with the internet. And, and even just everything just is like at a different level now. We're like, we're like, oh, mm-hmm. we're all just kind of like looking around, I think. But yeah, dude, man, I was a mess I, too. I, I've I've been a mess, bro. Dude, I'm I'm like happy to hear it, but sad at the same time. <laughs> I always thought it'd be dope to like do. I mean, dope, but also like really revealing to do a, a documentary called Life After Parkour, <laughs> and just like film a bunch, like like talk to a bunch of people that just don't do parkour anymore, and like their reasons for why, and like where, how, like what was their transition like, you know, and just figure out like their mindset and shit because, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know where you are. I mean, but it took me a few, it took me like three and a half years to like accept, you know, like my <laughs> grieving process to like, Dude, it's a grieving, it's, it's a grieving. Cause you're building mm-hmm. an identity. Like, I think this is a young person's mistake in a way, but also it's a part, it's just like, this is a part of life's journey. You build an identity, you do, you build, you actually like, super power your ego to try to to try to ride that ego into success because Mm, again it's part of your programming that like this is what you want and when you're young you're just kind of experimenting and you're riding the shit out and michael jordan rode that shit out all the way to the fucking end of his life practically you know what i mean like for you know you can you can get success after that you know big success um by really focusing in on building this this person that you're trying to be but i think a lot of people, especially in our generation, realize that that's not the way to go. And or were forced into like realizing that because it wasn't available. You know, success isn't there for everybody that tries for millions of reasons. You know, it could be systemic reasons. It could be you're not fucking putting in the work. It could be 
both. It could be neither. It could be something completely different. It just could be dumb luck. You know, we don't understand these things, but I, I, I mean, I'm still training, but I've definitely relinquished and let go of like so much that I used to hold as part of like my practice of parkour. And I, I'm, I'm committed to, to continue moving for the rest of my life, but not because I'm like, Oh, parkour is special and things, but I just see value now. What I learned in so part of that process was like, everything comes to an end in a way, but I can keep yeah. mining this. And if I keep mining this domain, I know I'll find deeper truths because I've already gone so far down this path. So I don't want to just like not look down here anymore. I just, I think it's still valuable for me to continue embodying that part of my life. Um, but just changing it, morphing it and, mm -hmm. uh, and still trying to see and I still surprise myself. I did a jump the other day that I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm still doing this. I'm about to turn 32. What the fuck am I doing? Like <laughs> a little bit like, <laughs> oh, fuck, that was a big one. <laughs> but, but um, but I like doing it. And so it's actually like washed out some of that noise that I used to think like I needed to do. And I'm like, wow, I actually like still want to do this. I used to think and that, that was part of the w cool realizations for me personally was just like, once I started to like realize oh, I wasn't going to work out exactly the way I wanted to, then what was left over was just the real passion that I had for it. And so I'm still surprised. I'm surprised sometimes that I'm like still in excited to train about or, you know, excited to do certain movements because I've, I have explored so much in this path, but that also means that like when I do see something that's exciting to me down this path, I'm like, it's 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 still fascinating to me but yeah i think it's definitely a life after parkour kind of life it's not like i'm i'm living that lifestyle anymore mm. yeah man i think a lot of athletes uh myself included <clears throat> put a lot of pressure on themselves to be whatever it is they have as an expectation mm. right so like you talked about going in and you know you don't have to go mine uh that parkour journey every day, go to the same <laughs> mining hole and fucking swing the pickaxe as heavily as you were <laughs> with the 50 pound weight vest on, you know what I mean? Like, which is the pressure that you put on yourself, right? So you're fucking exhausted every day, oh, physically and mentally just drained. Like, oh fuck, I couldn't hit that jump. I'm a piece of shit now. Like I should have been able to do that. I didn't get it on film and now no one's going to like me. Like that's the type of shit. And it's not even that that is exactly what you're thinking, but no, when you, when you travel far enough down, the, the channel of thoughts, like that, what, it, what does it boil down to? Like, why are you upset at your training session? It's because you couldn't do what you wanted to do. And why are you upset that you couldn't do what you wanted to do? Because you put so much importance and value on it because it's what you want to do, right? To gain value in your life. And um, I think that's the trick, man. That's the trick uh, that a lot of athletes in not just parkour, but I'm sure other sports there's a crossover there. Like they put themselves through and it, it takes away the joy in the moment of being able to just have a good time doing parkour or BMXing or skateboarding or whatever the fuck it is that you like to do. And I mean, it's even the same for musicians and shit. Anyone who does like in, in any sort of art form physically, that's physical, um, it's it's like you know oh like in this song only got 20 views uh 
but uh, I'm not trying to do it for a living. So who gives a shit? I enjoy the song, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's like this song only got 20 views and I'm trying to do it for a living. I fucking suck. You know, so it's like, it's where your perspective lies. And that's yeah. that's what matters most in how you approach what you're doing. Like, I'm not expecting this podcast to get thousands of listeners. You know, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like we talked about earlier, like I've already committed to doing this mm-hmm. and I'm okay with just doing this. That's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but when we have these expectations that lie within the parameters of of what we're doing, that's when it becomes an issue. Like you said, you found it more invigorating. It's more enjoyable now that you're like, I'm in that trend. I'm past that transitional phase. I'm in life after parkour and I can just, you know, take the pickaxe out once in a while and go chop at my own pace at my own (laughs) leisure without the 50 pound weight vest on. And Oh, there's a little bit of gold. Nice. I'll take that with me. I'm good. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Go back to whatever else. "Mm, Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. And I'm excited. It's more fun that way. It's like, it's still new now. You can, you can be like, Oh, this is like, I, I don't even, if I want to take the pickaxe, I, I will, but I never have to take it out again. I never have that. I don't have that pressure on me. So it's a, it's a mm-hmm. fun engagement. Um, <coughs> and that energy transmutes into to something else. And, you know, I still like want to put focus into thir- certain things like, you know, like you're saying with your podcast, with my podcast, some of that discipline, some of that focus that you channeled in one domain goes somewhere else. But when we're talking about what we're giving to the world too. And like, what are you doing? I think that sometimes that's like, it's, it's also an opportunity, right? It's like, okay, you, you can, if you want to, you could, you know, try to, you know, best yourself and like offer these big, bigger and bigger challenges. And there's going to be people doing that always. Um, that was something that I really wanted to do for a long time. I still have a little bit of passion for that, but more, my my drive has always been like what is what has not been done like that we i can offer you know what i mean and mm. so the big challenges are a result of like actually understanding that i'm just like interested in giving in, in a, to a certain degree and i'm not really trying to toot my own horn like i definitely do it selfishly i'm just saying it's it's like it comes from a place of like trying to serve the community in some way it's just like okay well i haven't seen anyone do this so there's value in me showing them that can be done um, and it's not that even that, uh, I do a lot of stuff that can't be done. Like so much of my shit can be done so much by so many. And, but for me, it, there's value when I'm like, I, I, you know, that's what attracts me to a challenge or to a, to any part of my life as like, Oh, ooh, ooh, that is something that I haven't seen yet. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that's a good identifier of like where you're actually offering value and not, not just in a, any athletic domain. Um, and you know, this podcast, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, gosh, like, do I really have anything to say that's actually original? Do I really have anything <laughs> to say that like anyone needs to hear? So it's important to do these things for yourself and like have the fun doing it because you probably don't, at least for a while. Right. You know, just like with, um, with, with training and stuff, like there's things that you see in the community where, you can't speculate, but you have to be aware of your goals. Like if you're, if your goal is to become successful at it, then there's the way to do that. If your goal is to just share your vision, there's the way to do that or share your, your clips, or is it a personal training diary or all these things you have to be conscious of it so that you're not like you're saying, 
not having your expectations met and maybe not having expectations for that at all, but just doing it for the experience itself. You hear this all the time now. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's a powerful thing when you can control your expectations and not be affected by the outcome of your actions when they don't meet those expectations. And that realization comes through rep repetition comes through practice. And it was something that I really, really struggled with, uh, when I was training parkour and this is, I kind of want to do a whole podcast on this at some point, but I, I call it uh, training with anger. Mm -hmm. So like when you train with this, um, aggression and, and everything, when, when you can't complete something that in within your vision, you get up really upset and you're, uh, it, it kind of delineates the whole session and you're unable to just adapt and be like, Oh, I'm just not, I can't do that today. That's all right. Well, let me just go over here and try this or like, Oh, like that fucking move. Or like for me, perfectionism, I kind of talked about this in one of my podcasts, but that was a big, I think training with anger is one whole thing. But a part of the reason I was so angry is because I I'm a perfectionist by nature. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of, as I've gotten older, I've let this shit go. Cause you have to, cause when we look at perfection as it's a human concept. A lot of these things like truth is a human concept, value is a human concept, perfection, human concept, right? And humans are fucking flawed. So the concept is flawed by nature. There's no such thing as perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. There's no such thing as a perfect significant other, a perfect job. All that shit is fake. So when I was going into training and thinking, oh, like uh, I need to be perfect. Everything needs to be connected fluidly and perfectly together. And mm -hmm. I was basically like drilling myself into the ground, doing lines 20 times in a row, trying to get it perfect for no one else, but myself and my own to fulfill my own ego and my expectations of what I thought should be. And these shoulds get us in trouble this should be like this. This yeah, should be yeah. like that. You know what I mean? These are the, these are the fucking statements in our heads, these irrational statements, like I was talking about earlier, that when you allow them to consume you, um, it can be completely detrimental to your very way of existence. And so that's what happened in my training is, is perfectionism killed me, literally destroyed my training. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about the same thing. You, you, uh, you beat your body up, like literally destroy yourself, your tendons, your muscles and ligaments and bones in trying to like masochistically achieve this unachievable thing. And yeah, it's, it's often about ego. I, I love talking about ego. I'm studying ego developmental stages models right now. Yeah. Oh, sick. I okay. I'm excited to, to just get knowledgeable on that and maybe bring some of that to the podcast, but it's still mm. very new, new domain for me. Yeah. It's a fascinating subject, just, um, the ego itself and how it develops and, and, uh, how it controls and directs our lives without us even knowing <laughs> and the awareness, the awareness of it, that when we bring awareness to our ego, that's when we can start to manipulate it a little bit, but it, it's, it's sneaky, dude. That motherfucker's <laughs> sneaky, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude, it comes in, it comes in so quick with just the smallest little thought, you know? And like I said, thousands of thoughts a day. I don't know. It's definitely way more, dude. It's, it's probably like hundred thousand thoughts a day, a million thoughts a day, you know, like it's so nonstop. 
it's nonstop, dude. Your brain's constantly moving. And that's, that's what meditation's for, dude. Everybody in, in our culture, at least in America, um, and North America, probably, and, and a lot of other places, dude, honestly, um, we just move. That's all we do all fucking days. We're thinking, we're moving, we're on our phone, we're on our computers, we're watching a program on TV, we're talking to friends, we're literally moving from decision to decision to decision to thought to thought to thought. And we hardly take time to just sit with ourselves and be alone mm -hmm. in silence, dude, mm -hmm. in just complete silence. And that's just something that is kind of like part of human past as we get more and more integrated with technology is we move further and further away from this silence dude and to be able to sit with ourselves and allow these thoughts to like occur without completely latching onto them to be to be present right without taking these thoughts for a ride um and uh, i'm not great at it uh, but i'm i'm dude. working on it dude i'm trying dude i'm trying tell me tell me about, that's where it starts tell me well i think i love that you're writing shit down i think i would like to like bullet some stuff out for some solo episodes in the future too because tell me about this one because i really value what you're saying i think being silent being able to be still being able to with with um withhold or abstain from speaking is one of my biggest flaws like i need to work on this you know, I've interrupted you the fuckload this podcast, to be honest. Like, and I'm catching myself. I'm like, God damn it. Can't you sit still and listen? <laughs> I think I'm like extra excited because I haven't seen you in a while. But also it's like, um, it's in that, and, okay, podcasting is actually oddly, it's it can be a, a skill that works against you in that. Because when I first started doing this podcast, I would riff and I would be, I wanted to be more of a comedy podcast at that time. Um, and so comedy is often just like improvising and, and being able to like kind of rhetorically speak and like basically bullshit, just about nonsense and have funny things. And you have little tricks that can be funny and you're like, oh, I could drop an F-bomb here to like make it extra funny. Or, you know, just use certain little features to that kind of style of language that can actually kind of fuck with your thinking because i had a lot of tangential i would go really wide you know i could jump mm -hmm. around from topic to topic a lot and i still think that's really valuable but you have to be able to hone in and focus and do a more vertical thinking too there's like lateral where you're like oh this topic is like that one which is like this and relates to that and you spread out and then there's also like okay there's this one topic let's go you know whatever high or low whatever you, you go deep if you wanted to take it that way just super linear up and down thinking and i think that is kind of like what's more valuable to the world right now um is both but like a combination of being able to take that that broad conversation and bring it into a higher meta or you know some higher depth or high, you know just a higher viewpoint or like a deeper truth or whatever they're both they mean the same thing to me but just like th that's where i see the answers to like civil war you know and civil unrest between like, you know, the size of the country that voted opposite or, you know, feel th this way about um, a certain politicians is that there's not going to be an answer that's like, well, actually, we figured it out. It was this guy. <laughs> this guy is the right guy. <laughs> it's going to be complete. It's going to be a paradigm shift where it's like, OK, we, everyone starts to understand that it's not about one dude and it's not about 
this election and actually we need to kind of reorganize the system so that it works differently so it doesn't make us fucking bisected down the middle angry at each other and it's a system that unifies us or at least works better so that half the country's not pissed off every four years or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah the i do know what you're saying dude that uh <laughs> that bisection of is of our society is within political views is completely retarded you know it's just like it doesn't work dude and it, it hasn't worked for so long and there's i just don't understand why we just can't have more political options dude like why is it that i have to choose between fucking this grandpa and that grandpa why the fuck am i relying on someone that's over 70 years old one dude is like 78 isn't trump 78 and then another dude who's like I don't even know how old Biden is. I, I didn't 79? I don't know. They're probably like... They're whatever, probably dude. Like, they're equally Gram like old as fuck. Old as fuck, dude. Like I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I was like, all right, bro. So you're hanging out with your family and everyone's like, all right, we got to make this decision. All right, we're, we're all going to go out to eat. No one's fucking asking grandpa, okay? Everyone's like, like when a serious, like even, even not even just being like going to eat like a serious decision, right? Because that's more relatable to the, the seat of the president of the United States. It's like, all right, dude, we got to, we got to disperse the will. Like no one's going to give it to the fucking grandpa with dementia or the fucking, the dude, the megalomaniac who's fucking just contradicts himself and lies through his teeth all the fucking time and everyone's just like well at least he's real it's like okay like whatever it's just because you're so used to being like bullshitted too he doesn't mind bullshitting he'll just lie to your face and we all know he's lying so it's okay it doesn't make any sense dude like that if that was your grandpa you wouldn't let him decide fucking anything for the family you'd be like well that's crazy grandpa trump like we don't fucking let him donald or whatever we don't let him make any of the big decisions yeah. oh biden don't worry about him he's just good just give him some pudding and put put fucking msnbc on <laughs> And let him watch that in his fucking recliner. And, you know, we'll give him his medication at noon and we'll be back in a few hours. You know, we got to go take care of some shit. No one's fucking letting grandpa decide shit in the family, dude. Nobody. So why is an entire country like complacent? I guess we're not really complacent, but like people were like cheering in the streets for Biden. That's it's like, the thing. That's what gets me is like, don't get it, it'd be one thing if we're all like a little bit more mature about it. Like, fuck, you know, like this is where we're at. We can't even have the conversation. The conversation is like, whose team are you on? Whose tattoo are you going to get on your fucking butt cheek? Trump or Biden? It's like, <laughs> neither. I'm not fucking like a super fan. I think it's it's the same way I look at um, team sports fans. It's like, I, I mean, it's tough. It's tough because I do like certain individual athletes or something. You know, like I like individuals sometimes, but I don't. I, even that I question myself. I'm like, man, what, what, what is that? What is that? You like stoked on some other person's life. What about your life? Maybe you should focus on that. And maybe that'd be better than like <laughs> fucking <laughs> living vicariously through these people is like, that's why they have, we're, it's just, we've given away so much power as a, and whatever. This is the best we can do right now. It's mm -hmm. not like it hasn't worked for us this far. It's not like it was better. It's not, excuse me. It's not like it's not better than what it was. Cause I do believe we are further along than we've ever been, but it's just so obvious now that we need fucking upgrades and we need people to so, get the fuck out of the way and die. Like go ahead and die Biden. So we can get a younger, more like astute president. 
But sorry, uh, dude, but your time is over, dude. Let's get this old blood the fuck <laughs> out of here, bro. I could be president it, in that- fucking three years, bro. <laughs> me standing next to I at 35, you could be president of the United States. If well, you're man. a citizen. Well, and country. like and I love the conversation about like, is that is that even a job that should exist? You know, when we think about really the paradigm shifts, it's like it's not necessarily gonna be a president of the United States. It might not be United States when we really get to the bottom of of like all this shit, they, there's not going to be a United States. There's going to be planet earth and there's going to be people and it's not going to, I mean, maybe there'll be United States, but it'll be like a fucking section of the park that you go to, but you're already inside the park. You know, it's like fucking, it's the Matterhorn ride. It's not Disneyland itself that you have to get into. Everything's Mm. Disneyland. And like, they're all just different rides on the park. You know, we got, we got to stop. That's I think that's that's part of the structure that is going to change. Probably not before the presidency changes, but just it, you know, down the road, it's like we just can't we can't keep doing it this way, where we think one fucking group of people is more important than the other just because they're fucking born with the with the fifty stripes and star or fifty stars and stripes flag and not the other flag. It's just Don't make it's, no it's sense. fucking absurd, and it's just it all supports the powers, you know, that be or whatever is what people like to call them. And, you know, all these structures exist because they, they need to, right. For, for a certain, like when you talk about your, the way you used to talk to yourself, which was so unhelpful, I bet it also served a purpose, right? Like at that time, that perfectionism, it did something for you that you like, I don't know if you've like thought about that, but I try to think about that too. I'm like, well, why the fuck did I do that? You know, why would I talk to myself that way? No one else is going to talk to me like this. <laughs> I have to do it to myself. No one else is going to push me this hard. <laughs> oh my God. I'm the only one. That was, that was where I was at. Dude. You know, <laughs> that's, pretty like, I, that's it, dude. That's the thing, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, uh, you know, I, I am, this is me accepting responsibility for myself. And if I don't beat myself up, no one else is going to do it, mm-hmm. which is true. Which is true. There's a kernel of truth in there, right? Which is like that. It got you to accept responsibility. So at least you're not a complete fucking washed out victim. Now you have to fucking deal with the pathology of going too far over the line. Like I did too. And I'm doing, um, but like it served a purpose, you know, just like for me, parkour served has served a purpose in my life it still does but it's not the same purpose drugs even like my addictions were ways they were actually like antidotes to pain i was feeling they weren't like just bad behaviors that fucked up my life they were first solutions or answers to questions that i was asking you know what i mean yeah i don't want to feel this right now so Mm. how can i delay this feeling Mm mm-hmm or or mask it in any particular way. That's like the story as old as time with drugs for Ooh. for so many people that do them. Yeah, is uh, it's. I actually recently stopped smoking weed and and um. I don't know. It's been like four, three, three or four months. I took an edible. I had one edible. I think it was a hundred milligrams, and I, I ate it in like five sittings or four sittings, and it was nice and everything. I enjoyed yeah. myself, <laughs> but it was. I think it was also like kind of nice because I already had to. I already had like taken this break, and um, you know, just I was smoking like every day, man, and it was like the thing I looked forward to. Yeah, every day dude. rather than like doing something 
that was responsible with my life. I was like, oh, I have video games and weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just chill and do this, which is sick and a good time. But it's like anything else, if you're doing it all the time, yeah, then it, it loses its luster. Big time. And so, so that's, dude, I, I completely understand. So are you not, you haven't been smoking weed or I don't drinking smoke or what? Anymore or drink anymore right now. Yeah. It's been a long time for me too. I've like, I take a, I get a CBD beverage once in a while. Ooh, that's, just, that's large. That's how, that's how I, I get hot dude with the CBD beverages and mm. I, I got nothing against them. I needed to know for, for first of all, that I could get through that. I can live sober. You know, that was like mm. a challenge for me. I was like, fuck, can you even do it? you think you don't have a problem, but let's see you get off of this shit permanently then and like not need it. And that's tough because we all have our addictions. My addictions now are closer to like food, phone usage. Um, you know, I still just try to distract and numb myself out in different ways. And, and some of that is just like negative thinking and things like that. Like once you start, like you said, once you get still and you're just like, okay, I'm going to sit here, study what it's like to be me without any stimulation. Oh fuck. Yeah. And you're like, gets intense dude. oh this is when i would go smoke a bowl and everything would be all right or like this is when i would like <laughs> you know whatever so i'm i'm stoked for you dude that's that's it i mean again like and i'm glad i'm sure when i'm like whatever older if i make it to an old age i'll be like well i'm glad i fucking got to do that too i think that was fun for me to to experience you know years where i was just getting high more often than i probably should have and blah 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 but Dude, unwrapping your brain though, unwrapping your brain from that is sometimes difficult. So be careful with that shit. It's real shit. It's it's mind expanding, but it's also um. It's you know I'm I'm glad I feel grateful that I didn't get too wrapped up in it because it can be really slippery slope. That's all, you know. Yeah. I mean I I think I I think we both would say that we got a little too wrapped up in it, but it didn't destroy our lives or anything. No. No, I'm a G, dude. I, I fucking I've. I was like the first person to quit doing coke out of my friends. Like a bunch <laughs> of my friends were doing cocaine for like two weeks straight, dude. And I was like, this is fucked up. You guys like you're, how are you still enjoying this? Like I, I like wasn't even doing coke every time that everyone was on like bending it up to oh, like yeah. fucking five in the morning. And one day I was just like, yo, I'm not going to do coke today, guys. Everyone was just like busting out a fucking giant rock and chopping oh it up. God. And I was like, Hey guys, just got to have to tell you something. It was like someone died in the friend group. You know, I'm like, look, guys, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I made a decision the other night. I was sitting up late and thinking about my life. And I decided cocaine might not be the best option for me right now. <laughs> I got to figure out some other things in my life. And I remember, dude, my, my ex at the time was so mad at me, bro. Oh, yeah. She was like, she was like, you just you're just gonna sit here and not do coke and i was like oh yeah dude this is like, the kind yeah. of this is the kind of low frequency exactly. shit you're gonna hear in your life right that's why dude, it's so important to sit with yourself and be an individual yeah man i gonna... oh sorry sorry to interrupt no you, you're good but you're yeah good. i was just gonna say like afterwards right after i did that and like i ended up breaking up with her like very shortly afterwards because i told her i was like i don't like you on coke you fucking suck on coke because all she would do is like talk like this and then just like reveal like really fucking terrible things about her life. Like, oh, when I was like fucking 14, I like slit my wrists and then like my dad came in and then this isn't a real story about her, but <laughs> she would just like fuck it. That's how she would talk and she would hijack. Like, you ever been in a room with someone that just like hijacks conversations? Like, like you, they'll just, you know what I'm talking about, right? They just like, you'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll just like jump in and be like, yeah, me too. This one time, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
that was her dude and so so i fucking hated her on coke and so i told her i was like look you fucking suck on coke i'd also you know i was like i'm not gonna do coke i i would also like it if you didn't do coke if you do it it's not a big deal but just so you know i don't like you on cocaine and then she was like what are we supposed to do just sit here and not do coke needless to say i wasn't hanging out with those friends after that for a little bit and so I spent two weeks, this is going back to what you're saying when I interrupted you, I apologize, that I had to sit with myself and think about shit, like mm. even more, dude. Mm. And I quit smoking weed too. I quit everything, dude. And this was before you had phones with internet. <laughs> so I literally just sat in my room with my fucking guitar and just played guitar. And I watched like old VHSs that my dad had. That's how fucking old I am. I watched Braveheart like three times, son. <laughs> what you know about that shit? <laughs> good one to get on it yeah get you fired up at least yeah dude i was like freedom yeah. for my sanity <laughs> yeah man oh my god yeah man i i'm fucking i mean cocaine dude yeah that's a that's a crazy one for sure i i had a little stint in high school as well where i was like i dipped my toe or dip my nose you could say dip, dip the big toe and my... snorted that coke line right off <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, it's like, I don't want to be preachy because it's like, well, I can't, first of all, I definitely can't talk because I did do it. I did make that decision and lived it and it is what it is. And I would not think I would have listened to me anyways. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, that's one of the reasons why I did it. It's not like I didn't know people were people, but their conversation can be more intelligent with kids and drugs and like helping them understand. It's like, it's, you can do whatever you want, man. It doesn't make fucking make you it's not going to do anything that you like think it's going to do for your life. And I had a similar thing where I was one of the first people that, I, I like got caught up with some friends that were doing Coke and I was like, mm, I need to stop hanging out with these people pretty soon after like uh, a few like weeks, like you're saying, like it was about two, three weeks maybe. And I had one night where I was like, yeah, cocaine's not for me. Not a good Dude. thing. <laughs> I, I was like not behaving in a in a way that I want to behave for the rest of my life. I was like, this is this is this is a terrible path to be down. So, luckily for me, I've been able to make some of those forks in the road happen. But it'd be even better if I didn't have to learn it, like you're saying, the dumb way. You know, when we talked about it really early on, where it's just like, I your parents know they're telling you. It would be smarter if I could sit down in front of that Coke experience. And not need to go through, you know, you know, acting like an asshole or whatever one night to like know that I don't want to do coke. Um, that's wisdom, right? There's knowledge and there's wisdom, and wisdom is like not needing to fucking experience and learn the knowledge for yourself, but actually be able to derive it from, you know, just whatever observation, I guess. Yeah, I think, dude, I I don't know if I agree necessarily. I see what you're saying, but. Mm -hmm. But like, I think wisdom is learned through experience, Ben. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you would, you could have wisdom to understand what someone else says and take their word for something based on previous experiences where you didn't listen to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, yeah, dude. I mean, like, why do you think old people are so, they know They're what's so up? Wise, Cause they had to they go see some, some shit. shit. They well, see some shit. That's what I'm saying is like, I guess I could have if I was like really more wise, I would have been able to observe how people behave on cocaine and kind yeah, of, yeah. if I was really wise, I wouldn't have had to like know what it would be like by doing it. I could, you know, with certain drugs, it's like, 
oh i can i can i guess i could know what that'd be like and maybe i'm still curious and want to do it but I, for me it wasn't like it, i didn't go that deep you know i didn't have the foresight to be like yeah this is a choice i'm making it was like cope let's see what that's like just like without really <laughs> thinking about it you know <laughs> oh this is great i feel like superman i feel like drunk but not drunk this is great and then uh yeah yeah things got off the rails pretty quick for for at least only for three weeks spry 17 year old brandon yeah um that's that's the thing though it's like it could have been it could have been longer dude some people don't learn learn quickly or like pay attention enough to their to what's going on with their bodies to know like oh this is really bad for me. Like I realized on a come down, I was like, the come downs from Coke are the worst thing I've ever experienced oh my in my God, life. Me too. They're so bad. Other than the come downs from ecstasy, fucking hated that shit, dude. <laughs> Especially like one time, <laughs> a couple of times, just like did it alone, like, or like got blue balled afterwards. And just like, that's the worst feeling, dude. Cause you didn't even have sex. And now <laughs> you're just like rolling in your bed and the pillow kind of feels good. But your balls like hurt because they're blue and you're just like you can't even get a boner because like you're just all fucked up your fucking body your whole system just like so fucked all your serotonin's gone oh you can't dude. Even get excited about anything just like laying in bed dead-eyed listening to like smashing pumpkins like <laughs> uh. yeah Fuck man you. it's so funny to see where everyone like draws that line you know like where you know i feel like you know people call it rock bottom or whatever but it's like where is your rock bottoms you know where are they that's like you can define those you know or you can't yeah. you don't believe in like free will and things and that's a whole other conversation but let's say you can that's like so fascinating it's like where are your rock bottoms and like your rock bottom could be fucking never taking a drink because you're like i'm not fuck i'm not even gonna go there because you have a higher, you have a different standard. I would even say, you know, it doesn't necessarily make it higher. And for you, you know, it might be fucking Coke dick on the fucking, or I mean, Molly, <laughs> Molly balls, Molly balls, Blasted Coke Molly dick balls. and Molly balls on the, <laughs> and just a sad smash and just fucking ding, 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 or whatever. Like, I don't even know smashing pumpkin song I'm thinking of. Today is the greatest day oh, I've ever known. But Except I've it had, wasn't. Like you said, though, those rock bottom moments have been crucial in, in my life for sure. There's been times where, like, I went to a drunk tank when I was 21 and I got taken to, like, the police station because I was acting belligerent. Oh, fuck. And oh, I damn. escaped out of, the, out of the police station because this is actually right at the very beginning of my parkour um, interest. And so I was like, oh, cool. I stemmed up the wall and I jumped out of this fucking – it's not the jail exactly because it's the drunk tank – but it's in the same building as like the whatever. It doesn't matter, but needless to say, that was a sketchy fucked up thing to do. And I like had this whole ordeal because I had to go get back my ID and things, my shoes that they take that I <laughs> left, like they take from you when you sign up for that or when you end you didn't up there. You think that one through, bro. No, I did not. I was just like, I'm not spending my night here. Like so, such a moron. But that next morning going through all that and feeling that shame and feeling like that embarrassment and that, just that rock bottom moment. I was like, who the, like when you talked about character, that was one of those moments where I was like, I do not want to be this person that doesn't know what the fuck happened last night. Has like a random ass ticket, like like a thing from like the police. And like, just, that is just a fucked up way to live. I'm not doing this. 
and and that's when hardcore saved my life in some ways you know i started to get off that train get on a different train um but anyhow and then i got to meet you dude and we made fucking true struggling or whatever oh yeah <laughs> true the struggling struggler. or whatever the fuck yeah, <laughs> that shit that we did was i can't remember what the fuck dude, it was. we still have uh, to publish that we had to film it one day we got a freaky friday that we never put out oh yeah dude that's funky friday a, uh, funky friday do you still have it recorded we recorded a song uh i like to do parody songs and yeah. uh, we uh recorded a song i don't even remember it was about it was just about like go- wanting to go out on a friday and like party or whatever but it, it was, was just from it, the perspective of two like guys that were kind of lame <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it was i do still have it i don't like where is it i think it's on one of my external hard drives oh but yeah, I do still have that. And it was like, it was exactly what you just said. It was like two fucking losers, basically. Love it. That were just like, you know, full, full send or whatever. I'm like, oh shit. I, went, I got the new computer now. I can't even use this. On a, on a Friday night, just full on a Friday send, night, full send, just out. like trying to get laid or whatever. But yeah. we were doing it tongue in cheek because we were starting to become aware of how, how much of a, like, pathetic way to live that can be so yes good on us good on us but it was really funny if i find it i will publish it to the high drop um channels if anyone oh yeah person has to ask if you're a listener and you made it this deep then and you want to hear that song somebody send me or jefe a message and we will post it i will find it we'll get it up i will go through the fucking trouble of digging out this god forsaken old uh external hard drive and finding it in there you could also uh if you're interested in any of my music uh soundcloud.com backslash true loudy i did release a track about uh a guy a father a dad type figure a neat dad in all his dadish dadish ways having a barbecue on a saturday at noon and he has all the meats and he's inviting everyone over and he says don't worry bring the sides i have the meats not like arby's (laughs) Oh, but I listen to that. Like dude. Yeah, that's glorious. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, it's called uh, Barbecue at Noon. I think is the name of the song. <laughs> but it's, uh, I love doing parodies music, man. And I, I would be doing more of them if I had more people with like beats and shit and like someone to pr- produce the music that was like uh, down. Mm. Uh, but it's just, a, it's a lot of work when you have to do it all. And I, you know, I got school and then the podcast and everything else going and work. So where are you I, working out these days? Bro, I'm a cook at a fucking get this dude. Woo! I'm a cook. I cook fucking pancakes, bro. Oh, and I my hash man. browns and shit. Bro, I have like one of the lowest tier jobs. It's so funny. <laughs> I uh I I like went from being the head coach of Apex Denver. This is how much uh, parkour does for you by the way, guys. Uh and now I cook <laughs> pancakes and sandwiches hey, don't and play, put don't put it on parkour although it's it's good. all parkour's uh, fault i had nothing to do with this decision <laughs> parkour um, we gotta keep the dreams alive you know but keep it alive dude, you know you guys keep that's doing hilarious. what you're doing you're doing great don't worry about it you won't end up like me uh i'm making i'm fucking it's like a denny's basically dude it's called perkins dude oh i love and, perkins yeah dude i work at a perkins and i'm a cook and i'm actually like good as fuck at the job because i love cooking um but uh it's funny dude it's really funny it's actually like uh talking to my cognitive therapist we i've kind of we both deemed it a laboratory in which i manage 
my uh, my thoughts because the job is rough to say the least, mm. and uh, they're very understaffed in the cooking department. Oh, so uh, there is a lot of me bending over and just taking it for not a lot of money. And so I have to like get my head and my head straight and my perspective straight every time I'm there. Mm. And uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, when you dedicate your life to something like parkour and you, cause we're both at 32 now, we've, we've already kind of run the gamut. We know what it takes. We know what kind of energy you have to give to something to create something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually am way more complacent doing this job than like any other job that's been more low tier than I ever have in my life, because I already know I'm in school and I'm doing other things. Mm. So it's like, if, if you have something like that and you're not doing anything else and you, you're just stagnant, right? We're talking about mobility. A whole different story. Yeah, whole different story. Your fucking life sucks. Of course it sucks, dude, because you're not doing anything to make it better. But like, I'm in school right now for digital media technology, which is basically video editing, streaming, podcasting, motion graphics, all that shit. And, and um, you know, I got that and then I have the podcast. So when I get home at the end of the day, I'm not like, thinking about work i'm thinking mm -hmm. about fucking everything else thinking my homework i'm thinking about what the next episode going to be about how am i going to write the script when am i going to write the script what do i want to do it on all these things you know and so um yeah man it's been being able to compartmentalize different things in my life like that have been in incredibly beneficial for me in in my mental state but i like to call that place like a laboratory because if i look at where i was you know, seven years ago at the height of my parkour journey, mm. you know, teaching and making a significant amount more money and mm. living in Denver versus the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like night and day. But also when I look at my mental state, I'm just like much happier. And like that shit is a, is a choice and a practice. That's you know so I mean? fascinating, right? Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's very fucking interesting, dude. Like getting older has been really great and going through what I went through and having that, <clears throat> that injury that I went through and all the subsequent injuries afterwards, like if none of that shit happened to me, I just wouldn't be the same person I am today. And I wouldn't be on the path that I am today. So it's like, it's all about perspective and how you manage that shit. I love that dude. Yeah. You have such a great attitude about it. And, uh, and it's so valuable to go through all this stuff, you know? Like, it's just part of your story and it's like an interesting part. And yeah, like people are going to, I think that framework is all going to be so useful to you, but also just, I mean, I love the idea of calling it a laboratory or just like, you know, that skill is like actually really useful. First of all, like being able to cook, I, for a lot of people's jobs, being able to actually deal with food is a lot more fundamental to life's like intrinsic happiness than a lot of the shit that you could be doing, you know, but all, and also it affords you opportunities because it doesn't use up certain bandwidth in your brain. So you can actually like focus when you come off of work and stuff. There's so much like there for you to like, keep, to keep doing. And, uh, I just think it's so funny too, because like, I don't know how to put this into words, but it's just like, we're all like going through shit like that. Like we're all doing totally. for the most part, like almost everyone is doing shit that they don't really, we want to do. And it's like, but it's just like funny that we're having to do it, you know, in a way like, <laughs> yeah, like this is like our hamster wheel. Like everyone kind of has to do some laps and stuff. And it's like, what's your hamster wheel. And it's just kind of like, I think that shit is just funny because like until I think, you know, what I'd love to see for you and for myself is that we, you know, we get beyond that stage and we kind of arrive at even our next evolution where 
we um, are basically, even, you know, like you said, we found new peace. I think we both have found more peace, even though we had, you know, this first evolution where you go through, you know, some painful truths and whatever, and you lose some things that maybe you really thought you wanted. But all this stuff is just like, you learn how to actually appreciate all this stuff through that experience is what it sounds like to me. And you learn how to actually like live life and actually enjoy it. So I'm, I'm experiencing the same thing where it's like the older I'm getting, the more I'm actually able to do more with less again and just be able to enjoy what it is to be alive rather than like all these little external things that like basically are interchangeable. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> I love that whole like. Yeah. No. My friend yeah. had a. <laughs> my friend had a band called Wait What, and their album name was Yeah. No. That was their album. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Um. That's. I digress. But. But like. Uh. Yeah, man. It's the this the simplest. It sounds so cliche, but the simplest shit in life. The simplest things in life are the things that like 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 the sun like coming out on a cloudy day and just being able to feel the warmth of the sun dude and then recognizing that we live on this rock that's floating through space and that that's the thing that keeps us alive and when it shines through those clouds i feel really fucking good dude <laughs> or like the perfect fall day you know or like like my my thing lately is my bed is super comfortable dude and so i've been Ooh. trying to be like grateful for my bed every night when i go to bed dude and like grateful for your relationships man the older you get the more oh you realize God. that these yeah. these small things that contribute to your life in in massive ways dude the fact that like i have clean drinking water and mm. warm clothes for when this winter comes and a vehicle that's running still mm. you know what i mean that i haven't had to put a lot of work in all these little things that we take for granted because it's so much easier to focus on the catastrophes in our life than it is for the things we have because the things we have, um, we don't notice them because they're not going wrong. Mm. And we only notice things when they're out of place or out of order. So when we give attention to these things in a positive way, uh, the things that are in order, we're able to appreciate them more. When we give all this energy and attention to things that are out of order or negative, they become larger than life. And, um, dude, I, I like, it's like the older I get to, the more I realize like that those simplistic things are so invaluable to like my mood and just how good I feel like the first sip of coffee or whatever. I was watching the movie glory with Denzel Washington. Have you seen that shit? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It's, it's a banger, oh, but yeah, my dad, yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's old though. It's old. My dad used to love that movie, bro. And my dad's like a funny, he's like one of the most unique people I've ever met. He he used to like listen to just like soundtracks in the car, just like instrumental <laughs> soundtracks from movies and shit. All right, yeah. And like chariots of fire, like <laughs> total dad shit. Like chariots <laughs> of fire. And then the movie Glory, it's like all orchestral and shit. And uh, he would just be like, oh, son, this shit's so good. And like as a kid, I'm like, shit's fucking lame, dude. Like this shit is not good. You know, I, I, I don't understand why you why you like it so much. And then I watched that movie just the other day and I was like, I get God it. Damn I it. get it now. Damn. He was he right. Was, dude. He was so right. <laughs> He's so right. Dude, that's, the simple things. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. things about being older is getting to be best friends with my dad. And, and like you said, being grateful that he's still here to even be friends with because not everyone has that. 
and just like yeah. getting to spend time with people and like loving them and just it's just yeah dude it's it sounds sappy and and cliche and it sounds kind of contrite but it's it's just true it's just like wow i mean it's actually really it feels good to even talk about it because i'm i'm getting to appreciate it right now i don't i still don't take enough time to really think about and just appreciate these things and so it's cool man like my old man and i did not get along for you know many years but now we're like i'm like he's just becoming one of my best friends in some ways and he's just hilarious he's a, like mm. yeah you get you get appreciation for for the people in your life that is at a different level and again i know that's not for everyone you know also like that's something to just be grateful of in in itself is if you have that opportunity but um Dude, I'm so pumped for for everything that, you know, I, I I was surprised a little bit that the conversations went the way they did because, you know, I haven't seen you in so long. And I'm like, we both were like doing so much of the same thing and we're still doing so much of the same thing, but just it's not the same thing as it was. It seems like to yeah. me. Yeah, man, just uh, stepping outside of our element, you know, a little bit and trying to. It seems like both of us are just trying to grow in uh in an upward direction you know how <laughs> outward and upward you know i like that yes always <clears throat> yeah dude I, I agree so fuck man it's been what two and a half hours it's been it's been a fucking minute i was gonna say it's i didn't even look oh my god two and a half hours yeah, it's, yeah. the time flies man we must have been going fast because time going is so fast wait no time slows down so time goes going... wait what the fuck the speed of light shit dude i need to go <laughs> hold on let me google this. Let me google this shit no wait <laughs> when you're going this. super fast time slows, time down. slows down time slows down so that felt really fast for us it kind of felt fast so that means we crammed two and a half hours in i don't know what it means but all of that to say like it's it actually been time. 20 hours it's actually been we, 20 hours exactly it's been a year you just time traveled with us my mustache is growing three centimeters longer during this conversation yes yeah man it's been so good to hear from you we got to stay in touch more often and i don't know what oh, else yeah. will i don't know where our paths will intertwine next but it's like i just love that that you're out here doing the damn thing Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, uh, it's so cool. I want to have more of these, more of these touch base and, and, and see what we find out here in the world. Yeah, bro. Let's, uh, I'm down to do more of these, you know, uh, we can, uh, oh, do some, like, uh, maybe we can look at some shit that's going on in the world, some science stuff and talk about that or some, uh, current events that are going on around the world that we can talk about do do some more podcasts dude yeah you know what I'm saying? why the fuck not dude we both got mics <laughs> we, both we both got, got mics <laughs> Yo, are, you, are you gonna are you gonna be traveling at all like what do you, what's your covid life been like oh i don't give a fuck baby covid can't stop me <laughs> can't stop you can't stop me i'm doing whatever i want i'm a rebel i'm gonna be going to washington state to uh meet my nephew um um, I'm a uncle six times over now. This is the sixth kid. My my uh, middle brother's first, so I'm going out there to to cradle that baby and look him in the in his big blue eyes and tell him that he's the hope of the next generation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just an uncley thing to do. Very nice. Very uncley, dude. 
Might oh, throw them up and down a couple of times. Give them some wee, wheeze and woos, dude. <laughs> what about you? Are you are you uh, going anywhere? I'm going to San Jose, San Francisco in December, and and then mostly I'm hanging around mm. my parents' house for holidays and stuff. Um, nice, dude. Pretty chill. I love, I love San Jose. That's great. I've never been. I'm gonna be pumped to be there for the first you're time. You're gonna love it. You'll be like, oh, I love this place, and then you're gonna think of me, and you'll be like, Hefe loves this place. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> can't wait. Yes, man. All right. Well, fuck. I have to piss real hard too, so we might as well wrap it up. But um, close it. I'll on make out. sure to just like reach out. You know, whenever next is it makes sense. We're gonna make it happen again, ladies and gentlemen. All of you that actually made it to the end of this. Oh, this cast. is a deep one. All right, boys and girls. Thank you. Thanks, Hefe. Much love, brother. Yeah, yeah. Much love, dude. I'll talk to you soon. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys. Thanks, Hefe. Check out his show. Remember that? Check it out and check out the rest of ours and check out all the descriptions that you can see in those episodes. And they're going to mostly say things about the guest and then a bunch of the same shit, which is how you can support the podcast. If you like what you hear, you give us that young like and you give that subscribe and then you go deeper and you give that five star review and nothing less. You know what I'm saying? So um, we appreciate everyone that's being a part of this. If you don't like what you hear, skip all the review shit. Hit me up and just let me know how we can do better because I, I do want to do better, you know. We all want to do a little bit better with our lives, I'm sure. But this is the dream, the height drop dream that we're dreaming right now. So dream it with me and let's build it up. Thank you guys that have reached out one way, shape, or form, even just dropping comments, sharing, letting me know when you enjoyed an episode. Um, it just is so appreciated. All right, we'll catch you guys on episode 95 next time. Peace.